And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. I thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere if your state's open back up at least, but you're right here with me and I most certainly appreciate y'all for that. If you enjoy the content, if you like the show, please hit the like button. If you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe right now. And when you do subscribe, click the bell that's right there beside the subscribe button to get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. It's a whole lot going on out here in these internets. It's a whole lot happening in the world. The, the white guilt that I'm seeing is just ridiculous. It's way too much. Don't be guilty for a thing you didn't do. If you didn't do anything, don't be guilty. That goes for whites, blacks, it, it, Hispanics, Asians, anybody. Like I always say, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Puerto Rican, Candy Stripe, I don't care. Don't feel guilty if you didn't do it. Matter of fact, if you did do something, go fix it. But if you didn't, what's the problem? All right, let's get beyond that stuff and let's push forward as a people, as Americans. Speaking of white guilt, Drew Brees, my man, you said what you said, you should have stood on it. There's no need for you to apologize, sir. Why do that? Now you've just been into the mob. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a whole lot more things on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And hey, I had my Skype on by accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Skype, the calls are not going to be until about nine o'clock. You guys are eager early. I didn't even get through my my, my intro, but but thank y'all for being here. I definitely appreciate you guys. You guys are fantastic. The best audience on the internet. Like I said, if you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. That uh, do me a, a, a wondrous service. So shout out to y'all. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the debate. I just did that on RT. Like right before I uploaded it, I had just gotten I just gotten done with it. I just gotten off the air and I immediately recorded it, put it up on the channel. I figured you guys would enjoy that. So uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, what else we got going on? Like I said, don't feel guilty. You didn't do it. Not your fault. It doesn't matter what race you are or anything. If you didn't do it, it's not your fault. Um, the, the white guilt was crazy. Drew Brees, don't apologize. Oh, the defunding the police. We're going to talk about people trying to defund the police. Uh, matter of fact, um, if, if people think that the white guilt is going to be enough, then look no further than Jacob Fry. I think that's his name. What's the mayor of Minneapolis's name? Hold on. I'm going to just make sure that um, I'm on point here. Minneapolis mayor. His name, yeah, Jacob Fry. Now, this guy cried like a baby at the funeral of, um, what's the man's name? Uh, George Floyd. Okay, crying. You don't know this man, never met him before. He wasn't a friend of yours, but you're crying. It can be sad, but are you gonna be crying, getting on your knee, like, like this right here, this, this is performative. Hold on, I'm gonna just put the screen up. Have you ever been to a funeral and then somebody you don't know comes to the funeral and then they start acting up? It's like, what are you doing? I never met you before. Okay, that's, that's Jacob Fryer right here. Uh, crying in front of uh, George Floyd's gold casket. And by the way, they're taking George Floyd's body on the funeral tour. They're taking them to North Carolina and I think somewhere else, Texas or something. It's like, how are you going to have three funerals for this man? Just have one funeral and let that be that. This has become a spectacle. It's become a show. Uh, shout out to my man, Derek Gretonigo, when I was on the show with Brandon Tatum and my man, Chief Brown. 
Um, he, he said it perfectly. He was like, you got guys trying to scalp tickets because Ludacris is going to be there. It was like a concert, like the Source Awards. This is crazy. But back to Jacob Fry, the mayor of Minneapolis, all this crying and performative stuff will not be enough. You think that, oh, they think I'm woke now, they like me now, nah, because when he came out and said that he does not want to defund the police, he got booed. He, he came out to, I guess, a, a, a protest out there in Minneapolis, and he got booed by the crowd because he doesn't want to defund the police. So it, it doesn't really matter what you do as far as this is concerned it'll never be enough and once you do something like that when you get in you when you get in your knees and start crying then it becomes like okay what's going to be the next thing you get this moron to do it, we're going to get him to defund the police we're going to get him to just you know burn the whole city down in the name of black lives matter basically okay if i could bring that article up i will okay here it is this just just a, a headline for you okay let me see mayor jacob fry called out at George Floyd protest and gets booed. Okay, I don't want that. He was booed by the crowd when he failed to commit to defunding the MPD. So you probably didn't even necessarily say he doesn't want to do it. He was just like, I don't know, kind of waffling. They're like, now you got to defund it right now. Okay, hold on, let me see. He was asked point blank whether he would commit to defunding the Minneapolis Police Department at the Black Visions Collective March in Northeast Minneapolis, which comes amid calls from city council members, including President Lisa Bender and Ward 5 Councilor Jeremiah Ellison to, quote unquote, dismantle the police force in recent days. His answer was no, promising sweeping changes instead. But this resulted in booze from the crowd that got numbers in the thousands. The speaker, meanwhile, told him to get the F out of here. So where's the, where's the respect for this guy? Where's the respect for the mayor? You got people just cussing at him, telling him to get the F out of here. After he just got on, the, got on his hands and knees and cried like a, a pathetic little boy at this man's funeral who he doesn't know. Like I said, you could be sad, all this, that, and the third. Yeah, that, that's right, Tom Wood. Tom uh, uh, Trudeau Jr., exactly. I saw Justin Trudeau kneeling. And if you're Canadian, I feel really bad for you. I feel terrible for you because you have a prime minister that is a total coward. Hold on. If I could find that video right quick, I'll, I'll place it on the screen. That was shameful at best to see this man get on his knees. Like, hold on. Let me see if this will come up. There we go. Justin Trudeau took the knee three times at an anti-racism protest. But he's being called on to do more to address Canada's racism and indigenous deaths. So it's never enough. Justin Trudeau is the biggest SJW president I've ever seen. He'll put on every costume for every um, <laughs> ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation or whatever. OK, this man is a straight cosplayer. He'll go so far as to put on blackface. <laughs> like that's the thing to do he's he done that several times he did that when he was like 16 17 and then he did it again when he was like in his 30s so ain't no excuse for that that's just what he does but nothing he can do will ever be enough ever that's what the the left mob the leftist mob is what they do once you give them an inch they'll take a mile and the mile they're taking from him canada is like one of the most liberal countries in the world that's a fact you don't even really have conservatives up there, but yet it's not even enough. This is shameful. And he's got a mask on. He might as well put a dog collar on and get walked around by his wife or whoever his handlers are. That's that's kind of how I see him. At this particular point in time, the kneeling has become a sign of, pardon me for bumping the microphone, the kneeling has become a sign of submission and weakness and cowardice. 
And I don't think that I would want that from my leader. If you're going to be a leader and you're going to be strong, you can't be doing stuff like that. Not at all. Okay, so this this is why a lot of these liberal people are starting to get questioned because it's like, what are we really doing? What's going on? And, and you know, the craziest part is that they purport themselves, the left, that is, they purport themselves to be advocates for the black man, for the brown man, all this, that, and the third. But it's hard for me to really tell that's the case. Okay, here's a video. Matter of fact, let me see if I can. There we go. This is a video on my Instagram page. And if you're not following me there, hold on. Let me just pause that right quick. If you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and do that. That's Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. Okay. Cigar Boss says, there's conservatives up there, but not enough of us. Yeah, pretty much. My messages where? I got messages all over the place, T-Pain. What am I What am I checking? My Facebook? Hold on. Let me just make sure that I'm good. Um. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I see. I see. I, you, you, you sent me a text. Well, look, he wants to debate, but I'm doing my thing right now. He can he can wait until nine o'clock. Tell him to call me at nine o'clock and we can debate. But right now I can't do nothing for him. OK, <laughs> everybody wants to call the show. He can't be getting the head in line. So shout out to him, though. You can tell him that, T-Pain. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Um, Where was I? Oh, let's look at this particular video right here. And this is from um, somewhere. And you see the, the, the caption I wrote, is being woke defined as attacking a black officer and then calling him the N-word? Is, is that what it is? I mean, is that does that really mean that you're woke? It's hard for me to tell. So check it out. And if you're listening, you can't hear, the, if, you, if, you, if you can't see the audio, uh, the, the audio, if you can't see the video, what's happening is that it's a park and there's a black officer pretty much by himself and he's being mobbed by a crowd of mostly white people yelling all types of racial slurs and whatnot at him. Now, here's a freeze frame of the officer. He has a backpack in his hand, probably took it for one of these people that were, you know, pulling something out of it or it looked suspicious or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's his backpack. I have no idea. But he's being mobbed by a bunch of these white teens. All right. Threatening, menacing, trying to bark at him. Now, I thought these people were the ones that said Black Lives Matter. I thought these people were the ones that said you know, uh, black lives are important. We're out here for all the black lives. It, black this, black that. But what happened to that? Oh, because he's a cop now. And that goes out the window, huh? Oh, I see. So it's only, it's only certain black folks you want to advocate for. But the other ones, you don't mind trying to beat up, kill or whatever. Right? Oh, I get it. All right. And, and pardon the language. I'm sorry. If you got little babies, cover their ears up because it's a little bit of some harsh language. From all these um, nut jobs over here on the left. And then when that pistol come out, all of a sudden they run like roaches. <laughs> when, when that when that tool comes out, then they run like roaches. That's typical of the left. These Antifa types, they're all big and bad when they can gang up on you. They can be like 25, 30 deep on one person. But then when that gun come out, all of a sudden they want to back back. Okay, I see what's going on. All right. This is why you got to have First Amendment rights. See, these people want to take your guns from you so they can mob up on you 15, 20, 25 deep when you by yourself. Okay. They don't want you to have your guns. They don't like guns. They're afraid of guns. But they don't mind trying to 
gang up on you and jump you. But when that gun comes out, the thing has changed. All right. So this this is the kind of scene that I see all the time. This is this is not even abnormal. I was never called any types of racial slurs during the time when I was on the left. When, when I was on the left, everything was pretty much uh, cool from the conservatives. They, they would just tell me to get educated, read. It was never in word this Uncle Tom. I never got that when I was on the left from the right. Never, ever. And I used to be engaging in the battles, like not like out there trying to fight people, but like, you know, the keyboard warrior stuff. I'd be engaging that kind of stuff all the time. I never got any racial slurs, but now I get racial slurs every single day. Every day I get racial slurs from black liberals, white liberals, Asian liberals, all kind of stuff. I'd have been called a white supremacist by a white person. I'd have been called uh, Uncle Tom by an Asian person, all on the left. I never got that when I was on the left from the right. So my question to anybody that's listening is, if white supremacy is real, if racism is a thing, then where does it actually come from? Where is the origination of it? If it lives somewhere, if it had an address, what would the address be? Would it be somewhere in the red area or in the blue area? I can't tell. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out why Chicago is so disgusting in the south side, but so beautiful in the north side. I'm just trying to understand what's going on. But in Atlanta, you got black folks living in mansions. I'm just trying to understand what's really happening. And Atlanta is a blue city, yes, but surrounded by a red state. You know, it's it's the South still, even though it's blue, technically it's still the South. That's why Keisha Lance Bottoms is on the left and firmly on the left, but can still come out and say things that make sense. But Muriel Bowser up there in DC wants to paint Black Lives Matter on the street like it's gonna do something and then rename the street Black Lives Matter Square, but it still ain't enough. You see the difference between the more liberal area and more conservative area? Even in a place like Atlanta that's dominated politically by the left, it's still more conservative than DC, Atlanta, San Francisco, New York City, etc. You understand what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Oh, I'd have been called coon. I'd have been called every type of racial slur in the book. That's not even that's that's just normal for me to get called those things. I don't, you know, I don't even really <laughs> you know and I will take questions a little bit later, just for right now. I gotta just get some I gotta just talk for a while. Thanks so much. I got to go from my chest right now. So I'll take questions at about nine o'clock when I open the lines up. So y'all hang tight. I will be taking questions later. All right. And thank you all for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. That'll help me out tremendously. Hopefully the chat's not going too fast for you guys. If it is, I'll slow it down. I think we're already on slow mode, so it don't even really matter. All righty. So let me see. <laughs> wow, it's coming through fast, so mine's got to get caught back up. Fifteen hundred in the room already. Good money, and shout out to everybody that subscribed recently. A lot of newcomers to the channel. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the channel. Hopefully, you enjoy what you're hearing so far. I'll be here every Saturday and Wednesday at the same time, same place for the live stream, and then I'll be doing the show over on Brandon's channel every Thursday. So that's three times a week I do a live stream. Maybe I'll do an occasional random one on my Instagram page. And if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. Twitter, Twitter, I mean, yeah, Twitter.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. Facebook.com. You can just search Anthony Brown Logan. I'll come right on up. And, oh, the website, AnthonyBLogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. The letter B-L-O-G-A-N. 
<laughs> can we get a slower mode? I, I don't know. Like, it's already on 60 seconds. Hold on. Let me just make sure that I'm good money. Okay. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe that'll work. Maybe it won't. We'll see. Now, what else we got going on? Let me get back to my topics that I have today. Oh, speaking about defunding the police, this is a crazy thing to even think about, man, because the, the police in many of these areas in, in many of these uh, low income areas are the last bastion of hope. How are you going to defund the police without causing all types of chaos in these urban inner city areas? You're not really going to be able to do it at all. You, you can't really do it because people don't really see. The things that go on every day that the police got to deal with, they don't see it. They don't see all the, the dangerous people that exist outside of your door. The police do. They come in contact with them all the time. How often do you see a drug deal going down or a pedophile getting arrested and getting locked up? You really don't see it that much. I mean, you go about your normal day. You go to work. You come home. Go to the movies. Go, you know, do things. Visit family members. You hang out. You live life, but you're not really out there in the street, in the mud, seeing what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis as it relates to all the crime and all the criminals that are out there in the street, but the police do, okay? And then you have fire rescue as well. That's a whole different animal because a lot of times fire rescue work hand-in-hand -hand with the police. You know, when my dad was a captain in the fire department, he would work with the police. Like, his office was in the police headquarters, so they work hand-in-hand. -hand. Like, let's say there's a shooting with mass casualty. You might have 15 people shot, people hanging on their life or whatever. So who's going to come out there? It's going to be the police and the fire, whoever can be there, the ambulance, because EMT is usually with the fire department as well. So you're going to have the EMT, fire department, all the people come out to a particular place to rescue people, to get them some treatment, to get them some help, to save their lives. Now, if there's no more police department or if they're severely defunded, how is that going to actually happen? What you going to do, have some kind of volunteer squad come out to get you. And fun fact, 70% uh, of fire are volunteer. So when they're talking about defunding police and they're trying to go against firefighters as well, this is ridiculous. They don't really do it for money, honestly, because, I mean, how much money is worth risking your life every day? You got guys making like $40,000. And I was going to be a firefighter when I was thinking about doing that probably about four or five years ago. Um, the starting pay was like 37 five. <laughs> like 375 was starting to pay and you put your life on the line every time you go into a building, if you go into a building and same thing with the police, you put your life on the line for not much money. So what's the point of defunding them? Like I was saying in the debate I did today on RT, the people that talk about defunding police don't really care if the black on black murder rate or if the murder rate in general, black on black, white on black, white on white. They don't care if that murder rate increases three, four, five, tenfold, if they can say, well, since we defunded the police, there's no more police-involved shootings of a black person. They don't care about when the police shoot white people or when they shoot Hispanics or when they shoot Asians, which happens every single year. They don't really care about that. All they're worried about is white officer, black victim. That's their whole central focus. They don't care if the murder rate explodes exponentially. All they care about is attacking that one specific statistic. Now, they can attack the statistic by dismantling the police, but what about, let's say, what, what about the nation as a whole? What about our security as a whole? It'll go down the tubes. It doesn't make any sense. If the purpose is to have us safer and to have us be a, a better country 
in which to live, then why would we do anything like defund the police? It makes zero sense, but that's what we're doing right now. It shouldn't be going on, but it is. So, yeah, thank you to everybody that said good job on RT. Uh, Secret Spaceship, I appreciate you. But yeah, uh, that's, that's a good comment right there. Uh, Holly T, defund politicians. How about that? These do-nothing politicians, except they're in D.C. and just grandstand, talk about orange man, bad, I hate Trump, all this, that, and the third. Okay, that's fine, but do something for yourself. You know, don't just say, I hate Trump and, you know, Republicans are... Don't, 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 don't just go on TV and do your interviews. That's fine if you want to be a, a talking head like me. That's okay. But at the same time, you got to do your job. If you get elected to do a, a specific job, do that job. You can do your interviews when you have spare time, not as your full-time thing. Do some work. How about that? And if you don't want to do your work, then you should get defunded. If you want to just be in there and obstruct for obstruction's sake, then you should get defunded. Not the police who put their lives on the line every single day to protect us and to protect you as well as a city member of Congress. And it's funny how the so-called leaders want to defund the police, but they got private security. They got a gator in their house. They got cameras. They probably got guns as well. A lot of the real anti-2A people have guns in their homes. I think Alyssa Milano has not one but two guns, but yet a guy like Trump is bad. A guy like me or anyone else that supports the Second Amendment rights for all Americans is bad. How does this make any sense? It's typical of the left, though. Do as I say, never as I do. So it is what it is. Alrighty. But thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Hold on. This is a good comment right here that I'm seeing right in front of me. Thank you to Matthew Phillips who says, oh, I'm sorry. That, that's the wrong one. Shout out to the Johnny, the outlaw, the outlaw Johnny Law who says, how many funerals is Floyd going to get? MLK got only one that I can remember. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, they're, they're saying three funerals for Floyd. I think in Minnesota. And then in Texas, then North Carolina, because he's born, he was born in North Carolina. He was raised in Texas and he lived up there in Minneapolis. So three funerals It's at, at a certain point. Is it a funeral or is it a show? Is it a concert or what? It appears to be a concert. It appears to be a performance. It does not really appear to be a funeral. So I'm trying to figure out what's really going on. Either way it goes, it appears to be uh, a lot of. How do cool kids say grifting? Is that, is that a new word you guys use? Grifting <laughs> or, you know, opportunism, people trying to get money. That's really what it is. And I'm not really sure why they need any money. They didn't raise what? 14 million, 14 million with the M dollars. OK, one four comma zero 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 comma zero zero zero. So what I don't even really understand the purpose. It's becoming a spectacle and. I'm not really sure why any family would want that for their loved one. I mean, if they truly are a loved one, why would you want that for them? Have a, have a funeral, have that be that. You know, but it is what it is. I guess now he's a celebrity, so you got to have multiple funerals. It's crazy. And shout out to Candace Owen. She said it right. It's like, look, why do we prop up the least of us to these high levels? Why do we put them on a pedestal? Okay. George Floyd was not an honorable person. Now, I'm not saying he deserved to die. Don't get that twisted. I don't even operate in deserve and feelings. I'm not a feelings kind of guy, regardless. I'm just looking at the facts. Why do we elevate the worst of us? But we don't really give that kind of elevation to the best of us. 
Okay, Captain David Dorn got shot killed by some so-called protesters out there in St. Louis for a flat screen TV. 77-year-old black man. Where is the elevation for him? Where is the big, you know, uh, celebrity status for him? Where is that at? Oh, he's not a victim because he was just a regular person that did not get killed by a white cop. And he did not get killed by a white person. But if he got killed by a white person in that same scenario or a white cop in that same scenario, then he becomes a hero. It's ridiculous. But I know how we operate at this particular point in time. We give unnatural status to those that don't really deserve it, you know, from like a, a martyrdom point of view. If you want to say what happened to him was wrong, that's totally fine. That makes sense. I agree with that. But don't make him be like Mother Teresa or something like that. Don't don't put him in this high pedestal. Nobody else really does that except for black folks in America. OK, white folks don't do that. They got a name for people that, you know, beat old ladies in the head, rob pregnant women on drugs. They got a name for people like that. They call it poor white trash. We elevate our version of poor white trash at the top and we really shouldn't do it. That's just my humble opinion, though. What do I know? Though I'm just a guy on the Internet talking. But thank you all for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. And if you want one of these hats that I got on my head, there should be a link in the description box. Also go to ablmerch.com. Matter of fact, I'm going to put a link in the box so you guys can go straight to the store because YouTube is kind of weird with particular links. All right. So I'll put the store link right there in the chat. You can go and do what you want to do. All righty. If the chat's going too fast, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. We got like 2,000 in the building. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. And what else we got going on? What's my other topics? Oh, Drew Brees, my man. What was the point of apologizing? You said everything right, sir. You said it totally right. Okay. You don't respect or appreciate those that disrespect the flag. I'm right there with you, boss. The flag, the flags that I have behind me, that should be what we unify under. It shouldn't be a divisive thing. You know, I'm seeing some of these uh, so-called protests where they're burning the flag, where they're burning the American flag. I'm like, what is the real purpose of burning the American flag? I don't really understand. Um, if you are an American, that is your symbol. This is your country. Don't act like it's someone else's and you don't belong here. You belong here. If you're an American citizen, you belong here. If you're here legally and not even a citizen, you're welcome here. Okay. It doesn't belong to you quite yet, but if you're here legally and you're doing the right things, we welcome you. Okay. So we, we got laws in the books. We're a nation of laws. We follow our laws. So if you follow our laws, you're welcome as a guest in our country. And then when you become a citizen, that flag, the flags are behind me. Those are yours. They belong to you. So why would anybody disrespect those flags? I don't respect anybody that would disrespect those flags. So I'm right there with them. But of course, here comes the outrage mob talking about, oh, well, you can't say that. I don't really understand what the kneeling is going to even do. All it does is divide people. This is why Kaepernick got cut from the NFL. Not only was he starting to slip play-wise, and he was not really interested in playing football after a particular point in time, he was also really divisive and hurtful for the brand. If the brand is losing what like um, 10, 15, 20 percent of their viewership and whatnot because of what this guy started and what he's doing as far as a flag kneeling, then why have him on? And then on top of that, his performance is not outweighing the damage he's done. 
if you're going to be Tom Brady or something like that to the NFL or Randy Moss, if you're going to be a high-level guy, then they would take some of the off-the-field stuff that you do. Michael Vick, prime example. Michael Vick got locked up now, locked up during his career. Like, in the middle of his career, he got locked up, went to jail for two years for dogfighting, and he was hated by many and still is hated to this day for dogfighting. Uh, he was getting protested by animal rights groups, by regular people, and is still hated for what he did as far as the dogfighting. But he was still able to come back and play for what, like seven, eight, nine more years because he had talent on the football field. But Colin Kaepernick does not have that. Okay. So people want to say, oh, that's the reason why he got kicked out the league. It, it ain't just that. Kaepernick don't want to play football no more. And everybody knows that. Okay. And the whole flat nailing thing was the nailing the coffin for him. Now, although you're not playing very well and you're about to get cut anyway, you're also becoming a distraction that is costing us more than what we make from you. So you go from becoming an asset to a liability. So why would you be here anymore? So shout out to Drew Brees for saying what he said, but I can't give, I got to revoke that shout out because he apologized. Don't apologize to the mob. It'll never be enough. All right. Because now they got this whole thing out from these NFL guys. And if I could find that right quick, I'll place it on the screen. This comes from, um, what's my man's name? This comes from Patrick Mahomes, my homeboy, great quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He put something out with a bunch of NFL players. Guys that, if you see them with the, without their helmet on and a number, you wouldn't know who they are. Okay, that's just a fact. All right, let's check it out right quick. This should be on the screen. All right. It's been 10 days since George Floyd was brutally murdered. How many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players. What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? What if I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? What if I was George Now, like I said, half of these guys, you don't know who they are. I recognize Odell Beckham Jr. and Patrick Mahomes, who come up a little bit later in the video. Most of these guys, I have no idea who they are. Not, not at all. Let's, let's keep on going, though. If I was George Floyd. If I was George Floyd. If I was George Floyd. I, was George Floyd. I am George Floyd. I am Breonna Taylor. I am a now, is he black? He looks kind of Samoan to me based upon the hair. I'm getting the, uh, the Junior Seau, Troy Palomalu vibe from him, but we'll keep on going. I am Eric Gardner. I am Tamir Rice. I am Trayvon Martin. I am Walter Scott. I am. But Trayvon Martin did not get killed by police officers, so why does his name keep getting... Like, people, this is, what I, this is what I was saying before. The only reason why people care about the situation is because it was white shooter, black victim. Trayvon... Didn't even get shot by a white man, really. He was, Zimmerman was, what, Hispanic? But he wasn't a cop. He was just a regular person. And the same thing with, um, what's the guy in South Carolina? Oh, Georgia. I mean, Michaels. They, they were just regular guys. They weren't police officers. Now, one guy was a cop, but he was not a cop when they, or one of them, shot Amon Arbery. I am Michael Brown. Jordan. I am Samuel Du Bois. I am Frank Smart. I'm Philip White. I am Jordan Baker. We will not be silenced. We assert our right to peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. So, on behalf of the National Football League, this is what we, the players, would like to hear you state. We, the National, National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. Okay, now, I heard this a lot. The systematic oppression of black people. Now, does it exist 
if it does exist, you got to point to some laws in the books. You got to point to it in black and white and be like, here, ABL, here are the laws that say black folks are going to be oppressed. Now, at one point, there was laws in the books as it relates to black people and white people or whatever, called segregation. Okay. You can't sit here. You can't sit there. You can't drink there. You can't eat there. Okay. That was a law in the books, but those laws are gone now. So, what are we talking about right now in the year 2020 as far as systematic oppression of black people? I don't really see any evidence of it, but you guys in the chat are smarter than me. You guys are brilliant. I'm not even trying to be funny. So if anyone has evidence that would contradict my point of view, then please present it sometime during the stream or call me or something. Somebody please school me on what I'm missing if I'm missing something at all. But let's keep going. People. We, the National Football League, admit wrong and silencing our players from peacefully protesting. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. I mean, this is so silly because, all right, and then it end with a little, with the Instagram black square. Okay. Anyway, this is so silly because... Why does it only matter when there's a white person that does it? You got how many people they get shot killed every year? How many black folks? About 7,000, 7,400, 7,500 every year. And that's down from what it was in the 80s and 90s when you had crack going on. That was like 10 to 15,000 every year, black on black violence. So right now you got about 7,000 on the low end, black on black uh, killings, which is about 48% of all murders in the US, despite us only being 13% of the population at best. I think we've actually shrunk in population percentage. Last I checked with like 12% of the population because now you have Hispanics, they got a birth rate, it's like four, okay? Whites are high in population, but low in birth rate, but they're still keeping their numbers high, like 60, 65%. But blacks are kind of reducing because we have low birth rates, believe it or not. Uh, our birth rate is at about 1.8, 1.7, which is below the two point you need for replacement. So we're actually decreasing in numbers, but the Hispanics are increasing in numbers, which is why the Democratic Party wants to get more um, illegal aliens on board. So then they can make them citizens and replace you if you're a black person and also replace you if you're a white person, too. That's that's what's going on. They want to get illegal aliens in here by the boatload, then do an amnesty deal and boom. Whatever power you had is gone now. Okay, you got some of these schools that used to be what like 100% black that are now 25% Hispanic. And then eventually, they'll be all Hispanic. California, Compton used to be all white when it was first around. Then, as black folks moved in, it eventually became all black. But now, it's Mexico. It's Mexico. Basically, it, it changes because of the population. But anyway, why only be worried about the small portion of people that get shot killed by officers in a potentially unjust way. How many black folks get shot killed by officers in an unjust way every year? You probably counted on two hands, but black on black, gang violence, you know, kids getting killed, grandma, granddad getting killed. That's so common, it's ridiculous. Who cares about that, right? If it ain't black on, if it ain't white on black, who cares? But I'm getting triggered, so I'll move on. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, and the abortionists. Yes, Brett, thank you. I almost forgot. The abortion rate is ridiculous. You're talking about 23 or more black babies that have been aborted since 1973, Roe v. Wade. And do you know that before Roe v. Wade, 80% of abortions were white women? Do you know that? Now it's like 35, 35 as far as black women and white women. All right. But before Roe v. Wade, it was 80 percent white women. We didn't really do that. We followed the law. We were law abiding. What happened? 
civil rights, uh, break up of their family. But that's a different story. So for now, I digress. But we got to just keep our eyes on the ball and not some of these little small things that are really just distractions and not actual um, concerns that we have in the black community. Alrighty. But thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. You guys are fantastic. Oh, and all these NFL guys, big money guys. Um, if not millionaires, definitely 100,000 heirs. Okay. Uh, what, what else we got going on? What's the other topics I got on my... Oh, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. Here's, here's my question to anybody that wants to keep voting for the Democratic Party, for Joe Biden or anybody else. Why? We've seen what Joe Biden has been talking about over the past few weeks. Over his whole entire career, really, since the 70s, he was against integration since the 90s when he wrote the crime bill. Um, they asked him recently, hey, do you apologize for the crime bill? Matter of fact, I'm going to pull that up. I always bring it up, but I don't really pull it up in the show. Hold on. So Joe Biden crime bill. Let me just check that out right quick. Let me see. Um, hold on. If I can bring it up. Because it's a video where they ask him, hey, do you apologize for that? Nope, I sure don't. I wrote it. No, they were like, do you regret it? He was like, no, here it is. Another thing. So you can hear straight from him. This is on CNBC. This is not some kind of uh, photoshopped or edited video, whatever you want to call it. Okay, this is Joe Biden. This is April 19th, 2016. All right, just, just to give you all the facts, not to leave anything out. I'm being totally transparent. All righty, let's check it out. Another thing about how uh, perspectives change over time. Bobby Rush, member of Congress, said the other day, I'm ashamed that I voted for the 94 crime bill. You ashamed of that bill? Not at all. Um, let's rewind that and play it back in case you weren't paying attention. Another thing about how uh, perspectives change over time. Bobby Rush, member of Congress, said the other day, I'm ashamed that I voted for the 94 crime bill. You ashamed of that bill? Not at all. Um, and in fact, I drafted the bill, as you remember. I know that. And by the way, we talk about this mostly in terms of Black Lives Matter. Black lives really do matter. But the problem is institutional racism in America. So <laughs> he's talking about racism in America, right? But the laws he put on the books locked a lot of black folks up specifically. So, I mean, he could say that it was necessary, that it had to happen. Okay, that's fine. But... Your bill actually targeted black people. So what are we talking about here, sir? What are we talking about? All right. And now you got Trump rolling all that stuff back. So if you want to use his bill as, you know, structural racism, well, who's trying to break that up right now? Who's trying to get rid of that right now? I mean, he could have done it because he was in the White House for eight years with Barack Obama, the first so-called black president. He could have done it. But why didn't he do it? He's not apologetic. You see a big smile on his face? Yeah, I did it. So what? That's the overarching problem that still exists. And we should be talking about it. And you look at it, the, the legacy of racism and housing and jobs and so on. So, but having said that, we take a look at the crime bill. Of the money in the crime bill, the vast majority went to reducing sentences, diverting people. Okay, this, this is, is going to be kind of long. So I'm just going to end it right there. But I'll, I'll, put, I'll put this link in the box if you want to see it for yourself. And you can search it. Joe Biden actually in the 94 crime bill. But he said reducing sentences. But the crime bill increased sentencing. This is why you got guys doing football numbers in the penitentiary. 
for for drug offenses. You got guys that have been locked up since then, since 94, that are just now coming home, and they got a petition to come home. These guys are never going to see the light of day again over crack versus powder, which is the same thing, just cooked differently or prepared differently. I never done it before. I don't I'm, I don't do drugs at all. I don't even drink coffee, really. I don't know nothing about it, but I just I'm a little bit educated. That's all. So, again, I placed that link in the box and in, in the chat box if you want to see it for yourself. But we keep on rocking here. Joe Biden is unapologetic, doesn't really care. And his most recent little gaffe, if you want to call it that, was when he was speaking to who was it? Um, Don Cheadle and somebody else. I think his name was Ryan something. He's an entrepreneur in Atlanta, the other guy. And then, what did he say? He was talking about something. Hold on. I almost forgot it right there. Um, what, what did Biden say during this most recent one? The first thing he said was, hey, if you're black, and you ain't, if, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. That was the first thing that he said. But then, hold on. He said, um, oh, that's right. I almost forgot. He said 10 to 15% of Americans are just not very good people. They're bad people. Now, people are trying to defend that, talking about, well, yeah, there are some bad apples out there. There are some criminals out there. Do you think that 10 to 15 percent of Americans are criminals? Really? 10 to 15 percent? How many are in jail and prison right now? I think, what, two million at max? And a lot of them aren't really necessarily bad people. People are in there for just, you know, just very child support. I mean, that don't mean you're a bad person if you're in jail. Okay, so if you think 15 percent or at max of Americans are bad people. It's like 50 million people, 50 million people. And my question to Joe Biden would be, who are you speaking about specifically that are bad? What is the criteria for being a bad person? Is it voting for Trump? Is it being conservative? Like what's the criteria for being a bad person? All right. People that are out there looting and shooting and carrying on, it ain't that many people that are out there doing it. You may have a so-called protest of like 5,000 people, out of that, it could be like 200, 500 that go out there and engage in chaos. And it could be kind of like marauding, going from town to town in a local area to do that kind of stuff. So it ain't that many people that are bad. So the question is, who are you speaking about? You're talking about voters. Are you doing the whole Hillary Clinton basket of deplorables thing? It appears like it. And my question to anybody that is on Joe Biden's side or to his staff, really, his team that he has around him, why don't you you know, rein him in a little bit and, and tell him, hey, what you're doing right now is not making any sense. You're repeating the mistakes that Hillary Clinton made in 2016's campaign cycle. You can't alienate a large piece of the voter block that's out there and expect to win. You got to bring everybody together. All right. You can't say, you know, I hate half of Trump supporters and expect to win like that because your objective is to try to win them over. Because some people might actually like Trump, but might kind of be on the fence and kind of right in the fence. And if you come out and say thing that's good and you have a good message that's kind of unifying or kind of welcoming, then you might be able to win them over. But you can't win them over if you're going to just disrespect them and say that 15 percent of y'all are just the worst people, bad people, not very good people. Same thing with Hillary Clinton, basketball deplorables. You can't win like that. But. I mean, if they're trying to throw the election, they're doing a very good job of it. They're doing the bank up job, matter of fact. All right. Yes, I saw that. Hey, Lobo, I saw that Lobo Josh. Lobo Josh says Call of Duty Modern Warfare force you to look at a black screen saying Black Lives Matter before every round. Exactly. So you want to play Call of Duty. You want to get in there, 
you know, just let off some steam, shoot some guys up in the game. Okay, now before you start the round, you know, your team death match, kill confirmed or whatever, it's a black screen that says uh, Black Lives Matter. Matter of fact, if I could find that right quick, I'll, I'll place it on the screen. I know they got a, a, a probably a story about it. There it is on The Verge. So when, when you're trying to play your game, just trying to chill and, 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 and relax, you get this screen right here. Hold on. <laughs> and there's a little subhead here. It says, we stand against racism and injustice our black community endures. Now, injustice from what? The fact that you only got like a 15% clearance rate in the black community as it relates to homicides in Chicago, Illinois, and that same pattern can be seen all across the United States. Is that what we're talking about or what? I'm trying to figure it out. I want to know because that is the real injustice People that are getting shot and killed, little kids, eight, nine years old, getting shot, permanently disabled, put into a wheelchair at a young age, and don't nobody know who did it. Don't nobody want to say nothing. It's funny how um, when people, when when I say, where where's all the people that want to come out? I got to restart. It's funny how when a white person kills a black person, everybody got a story to tell, everybody got cell phone, camera footage, everybody got all that, right? But then when it comes to black on black, ain't no cameras, like no cell phones exist, no video exists, no nothing, all right? Ain't nobody telling the story, anybody going to the police, but let it be the other way around. It's some camera that magically pops up, that magically has video, and it goes to the press and everybody sees it. It's funny how that works, ain't it? So I'm not really trying to hear this whole thing about, oh, I'm scared to tell. See, that right there is part of the problem in the black community, people intimidating and terrorizing. And if that's the case, how are you going to improve that by eliminating the police force? It doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah, this right here is part of a, a general problem I see with the pandering that happens with um, this whole situation. And I feel like at a certain point, they're trying to capitalize on it. It's not even really about anything else other than trying to make money. All right, super chats on deck. I'm gonna read those right quick and then I'm gonna get to the calls. You guys are fantastic. We got 2,500 live in the building. Wow, thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. This is a call in show if you don't know. I'll be getting to the calls in a little bit. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. I'll get to you in about 15 minutes. Super chats first, let me go to those and then I get to the calls. Thank you to Eric Tripton for becoming an ABO supporter. And then upgrade and to become part of the ABO squad. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Tanya, who says, congrats on 400K subs. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. What is your response to the left saying the police wouldn't have been charged if the protest riots didn't happen? Well, that's a good question. I'm not really sure they would have been charged, nor do I think they should have been charged. They, they, they really, I, I don't think anybody should have been charged except for maybe the, the officer with the knee. Maybe him, but nobody else really, because what did they do? These guys are rookies, number one. So they're following the lead of, um, what's the guy's name? Um, Derek Chauvin. They're following his lead. And the holes that they did were not things that were banned. They were all doing approved holes, including Chauvin. Chauvin was doing an approved hold. See, now, now they're trying to say they're going to outlaw chokeholds and they're going to do things. They're going to try to reform law in Minneapolis. That means that the law was not there to begin with if you got to reform it right now. But thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to 
Joshua Sikorsky for becoming the ABL superstar. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Rob Sirianni, who says defunding the police will guarantee a Trump re-election. Love your channel. Great job on RT. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Sean Connor, who says kneel only for the Lord and our fallen soldiers. Exactly. One thousand percent. Thank you for that. Shout out to Delasia G, who says great work on RT. Thank you very much. What are your thoughts on Cuomo sympathizing with the looters? He said, quote, they have a right to be angry, unquote. He favors defunding police, of course. It's ridiculous. And I think it's just virtue signaling. Maybe they think the black community and quote unquote minorities in general appreciate the looting and the riots and the protests, but we don't because we got to live in these places. We got to go to these places they're destroying. I saw an article that said that since there was a bunch of riots and whatnot in South Chicago, that you don't have anywhere to go. Like there's no more food. Like one thing I always hear about is these so-called food deserts where in a lot of low income areas, there's not grocery stores or anywhere to get good food. But if you're going to loot the Kroger, the food line or whatever in the area where it's the only store there, what are they going to do? Insurance can't just magically pop up a store and bring all the employees back, bring the manager back, bring the merchandise back. They don't. That's not how that works. OK, so these people are going totally against what we need. So he, he doesn't really understand what's happening. He lives in his ivory tower partying with his, with his piercings and whatnot. You understand what I'm saying? He doesn't understand what's really happening. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Eric Burns Marsh, who says, Fry's role model is a prime, the prime minstrel of Canada. Exactly. Thank you for that. Shout out to Get Vict, who says, I've always thought it should be mandatory for police to retake their psych exam and physical every five years. They should take a toll on them as well. Police aren't infallible. I agree. I mean, as far as the police not being infallible, but one thing I do know is that they get offered counseling and stuff like that to make sure they're on point. And I think uh, a lot of officers are going to look at their their co-workers their you know guys are out there with and see what's happening and if something ain't right they're gonna say something because nobody wants to be around a bad cop because one bad cop brings out the entire bunch you know people think there's some kind of blue shield of silence that's true to a certain extent but not like not really in the way that people talk about shout out to big al who says black lives matter once quote police reform so that crime will skyrocket exactly crime will skyrocket without police that's a fact that is a fact People don't really understand that, that don't live in these areas. Black Lives Matter being part of them. They live, they come from the outside, the outskirts, the suburbs. They don't know what it's like to be in the street like I do. They don't understand what it's like to have to duck down every little while when you got gunshots going off, when you got a shootout happening outside your window. They don't understand that life. They don't understand when there's no police, there's no deterrent. So it makes it worse. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to... Um, William Garcia, who says, please do a collab with King Face. We need that. Hey, I need to do that. I, I think I will do that. Um, I got to upgrade my phone. My phone is a great phone, but I can't do Instagram really on it as far as being on a call with somebody else to see my face. So I got to upgrade that. But yeah, that'd be a great collab with King Face for sure. He's a good dude too. Really good dude. Shout out to him. Thank you to Mike from Queens who says, Candace and ABO dropping red pills since 2016. Hey, that, that's our job. That's what we do. Everybody got a role to play. I play my role. And, you know, I hope to be good at it. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you to Matthew Phillips who says, my great leader of social justice and people kind took a knee recently. Uh, clapping, uh, so brave. Also, great job on Sky News today. And hey, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, that was RT. Did it come on Sky too? Hopefully it did. That'd be great. Shout out to Eduardo Tavares, who says, great debate. I just watched 
if these people, if they saw George Floyd before he got killed, they wouldn't care about him. Now they're crying. Wow. Exactly. Right. People that are crying right now for George Floyd would not care about him at all if he did not get killed by a white police officer. That's a fact. All facts. Shout out to Douglas H. who says, thank you. Well, thank you very much for your donation. Shout out to John Kirsch, who gives me the emotion with the victory. I appreciate you for that, boss. Thank you to Joshua Wyatt, who says, love you, man. Keep fighting the good fight. Will do, man. Can't do nothing else. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to BB for the hundo. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, sorry, I meant RT, not Sky News. Oh, it's all good. Anyway, do you meet a lot of people like Reese who claim black on black crime doesn't exist? Keep up the good work, ABL. Yeah, that's, that's common. That's not even an uncommon thing. What they'll say is whites kill whites, blacks kill blacks, Asians kill Asians. What they don't say is the rate at which it happens, because I had to, I had to correct it right there. I'm like, black folks, we're about 13, maybe 12 percent population at this particular point, And we account for half of all the murder victims and half of all the murderers. So 13 percent, 50 percent, 50 percent is way out of proportion. OK, and that is the problem. We have a very high murder rate within our race. And most of that is black males between the ages of 15 to 30 or 15 to 25. Within that age group, I, I know guys that, that got shot, killed in that age group or that have shot or that have shot and killed in that age group. OK, that's not even uncommon. That's very common. Now, you get a phone call, you know, so-and-so died or so-and-so got locked up. That's common. People don't want to talk about that, but we got to address it. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to the outlaw, Johnny Law, who says, how many funerals is Floyd going to get? MLK got only one that I remember. Exactly. Shout out to Paul Latina, who says, great job, ABL. Keep it up and fight the good fight. Will do, man. Can't do nothing else. Shout out to Leo Mazzino, who says, the mayor of D.C. did what the mayor of D.C. did on a street disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, painting Black Lives Matter. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it up on the screen right quick if you guys have not seen that. Not only did she put Black Lives Matter giant on the street, she also renamed that part of 16th Street as Black Lives Matter Plaza. And the funny part is that when you read it, it says Black Lives Matter POZ, please. So you see it right here on the screen. If you can't, I'm sorry if you are on the audio only. But right on 16th Street, which leads right to the White House, you can see the Washington Monument at the end of the Black Lives Matter. But right on the street in big letters, like physically on the actual road across both lanes, it says in bright yellow paint, Black Lives Matter. All right. And then it has Black Lives Matter Plaza, PLZ Northwest, which is right there on 16th Street. Uh, 16th and H is right there. Okay. So this is ridiculous. But this, this is what the mayor does, uh, Muriel Bowser. Now, what about all the black folks that get shot, killed in Southeast, Northeast? What about that? I got family in Southeast and it's crazy out there. They're still in, they, they stole my uncle's AC unit. What about stuff like that? Are we going to be concerned about that or what? Or are we talking about just some of this popular stuff that goes viral on the internet? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. I got triggered a little bit right there. But anyway, thank you to Rochelle Fox for your donation. I appreciate it. Thank you to Boom, who says maybe he's still alive talking about George Floyd. I doubt it. <laughs> thank you for your donation. Shout out to Butch Weems for becoming an ABO supporter. You guys are great. Thank you to Josh Quick, who says, I had a white woman bow to me today at the grocery store. Very cringy. Wow. She bowed to you? Like, okay, so when you say bow, do you mean like Japanese? Like, hey, you mean like that? Or like the the waiter? Like, what what kind of bow was it? Like the just, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with these people, man. This is crazy. Like I said earlier, if anybody has guilt, don't have guilt. If you didn't do anything to anybody, you don't have guilt. 
because really what it does to us, we, we feel cringy. We feel uncomfortable when you're trying to express how guilty you are. We don't like seeing it. So please stop doing it. OK, I guess I appreciate it. But stop. Please stop. All right. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Mark Aquarius, who says all these black people were killed by rioters during the looting. R.I.P. David Dorn, Italia Kelly, Calvin L. Horton Jr., Patrick Underwood, Javar Harrell, James Sherlock, Chris Beatty, and David McAtee. Yes, may they rest in peace. Very sad. And it's unfortunate that the news will not cover them. This is why I'm here to give you some real news, because these people, they had lives, they mattered, and they're being killed as a result of these mayors, these governors, these elected officials allowing the riots and the melee to persist all in the name of Black Lives Matter. So they say that they're trying to fight for me by allowing this thing to persist. Meanwhile, people like me are dying as a result. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what it is. Thank you to Captain Slaymore for becoming an ABL superstar. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Brian Gray, who says I was going to contribute to Joe Collins. But he was disrespectful to Candace. I will donate it to you later. The money I was given to going to give to Joe. And thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I met Joe. He's a nice guy, but I don't understand. I think a lot of people don't like Candace for some reason. Candace, I met her many times. Always been nice. Always been gracious. Never, never anything but nice to me. Matter of fact, I met her one time in D.C. And about two years ago. And then... I said, hey, how you doing or whatever? She was like, hey, you know, they, they're, trying to get, they're trying to do a hit piece on you. So look at your Twitter. You know, they're trying, be, careful, be careful on Twitter because they're trying to do a hit piece on you. Like she was, she was looking out for me. So and, and then what she does on her platform is just give straight facts. People want to be kind of like a baby. They want to be have, They want to have their hand held through this whole thing. But we're past the time of having the hand held. OK, we're adults. We're not trying to cut your adult feelings. Get over your feelings. If it's facts, what she says, and it's facts, that's it. If you want to debate her, you want to argue with her, that's fine. But don't disrespect her because you're upset. Okay? Control your feelings. How about that? I don't really have feelings that need to get hurt. I'm not an emotional person. So when she talks and she says things, I can't deny it. I appreciate what she does. And the reason why she's successful and why she's popular is because she's an authentic person. Like I was saying on Brandon's show on Thursday, you cannot succeed in this online space doing what we do every day if you're not an authentic person. You got to be authentically yourself. You can't be fake. You can't be phony. You can't try to cater and placate. That doesn't work. You got to be you all the time, regardless of what. The same way I am right now is how I am all the time. This is me. Anybody, anybody that knows me knows it's me. Nobody ever says, you know, you're a whole different guy. My politics have changed since I've been younger, but me as a person is the same. So you got to be yourself and she's being herself and people don't like her for that because the fees are hurt. But get over your feelings. How about that? But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. Shout out to Santo Bartez, who says, which one of these NFL players was David Dorn? I must have missed that. Hey, I must have missed that, too, man. I don't know. I can't call it. Thank you to Flick Story Entertainment, who says I work for a pharmaceutical company in Georgia. 75% of the employees are black, starting at 40K. And supervisors make 70K. Don't see, don't see suppression exactly. You know, I don't see the suppression when I, you know, drive past these black folks' houses and they got all types of boats and yachts and everything. And everybody's doing well. Just regular people living, living, life, living life nicely. I don't see the suppression. I don't really understand. Shout out to... 
Kashawn Wright who says, where can I find the statistics for all your information on this question? Well, I have a big folder of that. I might put it in the chat at a particular point so you can see what I'm talking about. If you have a specific set you want me to find, I can deliver it to you. Or if you want to do your own research, uh, go to the CDC and also the BJS.gov. CDC.gov, BJS.gov. You can find what you're looking for right there. Shout out to the user 06 who says, all this money going to these so-called charities is going to be funneled to Democrats. Exactly. You know it all day long. Your so-called NGOs and whatnot going straight to the Democratic Party. Shout out to Max Dominguez who says, great point about Mike Vick and Colin Kaepernick. God bless. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. Shout out to Matthew who says, Rand Paul fixed to crack coke sentencing disparity. There you go. Shout out to Rand Paul. Thank you to Nacho Mammy who says, keep telling the truth. Evil cannot stand truth. Exactly. I, I, I stand in my truth, so I don't care about anybody hating because the truth is the truth. It defends itself. Shout out to Lamont at large who says, keep up the good work. We'll do, boss. Can't do nothing else. Shout out to Nacho Mommy for becoming the ABO supporter. I appreciate that. Thank you to Big Al who says, it's not okay to be racist, but somehow Black Lives Matter is allowed to say white guilt and white privilege to label others. Exactly. You know, the racism thing only goes one way, right? If you are a white person, then people can people can racist against you. But if you if you are white, you can racist anybody else. If you're black, you don't have racism. They kind of redefine what racism is. They say if you're black, you can't be racist because you have no power. When was that the 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 qualifier to being racist? I I, I just not finding that out myself. Shout out to let me see. Butch Weems, who says Nickelodeon went off the air and played I Can't Breathe video for four, eight minutes and 46 seconds. Kids can't even watch Paw Patrol without being lectured. Exactly. It's crazy. This is why alternative media, alternative sources of entertainment are becoming more popular because we don't have this whole corporate structure we abide by. We do our own thing. That's why we're becoming more popular. Like, I don't do none of that crap. I just do what I do. I'm not influenced by anybody else. Okay. If I have sponsors, I talk to my sponsors and I know what it is from the beginning. Like Patriot Post, I met with them in person. We got the same type of views, so we're on point. And my, my man does the flags, BHU Designs. I spoke to him on the phone many times. We're on the same page with each other. Okay. We got similar views. It ain't like these big companies that have these big companies that are over them that can show them that have dissimilar views. All right. That really can show the whole corporate board. We don't, I don't do that over here. I control my own thing. That's why you get authentic content from me. Shout out to David Johnston for becoming an ABO supporter. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Joseph Phillips, who said, love your channel. No need for Drew Brees to apologize for being a patriot. Said what the media, said what the media has done to him. Exactly. Thank you for that. Thank you to old Tron 1970 who says, amazing this all happened just as Obama gate emerging. Exactly. Big distraction, huh? Shout out to Joe Tari, who says, thanks for all you do. One of the best commentators on the internet. I appreciate you, boss. Shout out to Matthew, who says, my town is a pawn shop desert. I got to donate it. Oh, <laughs> thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Shout out to Andy Williams, who says, I'm 65 and bought my first firearm today. Hey, congratulations. Shout out to you. Hey, go to the range. Get nice with it. I think you, you know, you'll enjoy it. You can protect yourself and you won't be relying upon the government who may not even be there. Who knows they're trying to defund it or any money for your safety. So shout out to you for getting your very first firearm. Congratulations. Thank you to Nippin who says, if the police are defunded, blue states will turn into actual war zones. Exactly, exactly. And it, you don't want that to happen at all for the sake of those that live there. 
Thank you to uh, John War Robot for your donation. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Andrea Timmers, who says, love your channel, ABL. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Thank you to B, who says, my life was saved by a white cop. He protected me from a black man because I didn't want to give out my number. Police brutality is mainly a black male issue. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Thank you for your donation. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you were saved by the cop. I think we need to hear more stories like that to understand what police really do out here. They're not just trying to, you know, assault for no reason. They actually are putting their lives on the line for you and for everybody else. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Jarrell28 who says NFL players should be kneeling for domestic violence. Seems prominent in that league. Uh-oh. Talk about that. Oh, man. Shout out to your man. Who was in the video? Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Really? You, Ezekiel Elliott? The guy that then grabbed the girl in the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Her. You you want to be out there, Zeke? Well, with all your legal issues and, and didn't get locked up? You should be thankful to the police. For real, for real. But different story and not digress. Thank you to Yan Mass for becoming a member of the ABO squad. I appreciate it. Thank you to Matthew Richardson, who says dog fighting isn't abuse. It's dog on dog violence. <laughs> Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. Shout out to 47 Sean Tower, who says the 10,000 pound elephant in the room. Tony Temple totally destroys the Black Lives Matter narrative completely. Exactly. R.I.P. Tony Temple. Nobody cares about him. He died in the exact same way that. George Floyd died, but where's the protests, riots, looting, shooting, mayor at the funeral crying for him? Nowhere to be found. Why? Wrong skin color. Unfortunate. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Captain Slaymore who says, where were the COVID-19 drones they use in New York City to enforce social distancing? Why aren't we seeing them during the looting? It'd be a lot of footage. That's, that's my point. They have the drones and these drones can identify your face. They can identify all kind of tattoos and whatnot, but for some reason, they're not really there. And that whole thing about, you know, trying to social distance has gone out the window. Bill de Blasio raided at least one, if not two, Jewish funerals, Jewish Orthodox funerals. Hey, you got to go home. It's too many in here. But when you got riots, looting and whatnot in New York City, ain't no problem. All of a sudden, the virus is gone. Just two weeks ago, if you had a crowd of 15 people outside for a church service that would consider a hate crime. But now you got crowds of 5,000 people joining elbow to elbow. And that's okay because it's about white supremacy and stuff like that. Ridiculous. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to, let me see, Kevin M for becoming a member of the ABO squad. Thank you to Zenotius Kingsford for your big donation boss who says his name was David Dorm. Lest we forget. Exactly. Do not forget his name. He was a man. This man had five kids and 10, count them, 10 grandkids. Can you imagine losing your grandfather in that way on the street by some thug trying to sell a flat screen TV? Crazy. And there are suspects, and they're all black, of course, in St. Louis. But who cares, right? Black on black violence, no big deal. If one of them were white or appeared to be light skinned, then it'd be a different story. Because then it would be, oh, why don't white on black, hands up, don't shoot. Since it was black on black, who cares? The same exact scenario, if it was white on white, then it would be a problem. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Dixie Q Empire, who says, thanks for all you should do. Hashtag truth. No problem. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to, let me see, Big Al, who says, can we name a street and plaza after David Dorn? That's what I want to know. Let, let's get that going on. How about that? Shout out to Tess, who says, thank you for your video on David Dorn. Ain't no problem. That really affected me. When I first saw it, 
it was that night I had to go to bed, man. I had a tear because I thought about my granddad. He was 74 when he died of suicide. And I can, it was like yesterday when it happened. That was 2007 on December 11th. It was like yesterday when it happened. So when he died, I thought about my granddad. How they were in similar age and how sad we were, how sad everybody was when that happened. Like a sudden death like that. That, that tore me up, man. So I had to do my video on that one for no other reason just to put it out there, just to get my thoughts out there off my chest. Shout out to Matthew Smith who says, oh, just a donation. Thank you for that. Shout out to Michael Cleveland who says, or for a major corporation that has been sending emails telling us that because of white privilege, we can never understand how scary it is for black people to leave the house because of police. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I did a video about this. I've not released yet. I'll put it out tomorrow because I didn't have time today because I did the RT interview, but that's not even the real thing. I don't leave my house in fear for the police. I, I never have had that type of thought in my mind. Like I said in the unreleased video, I am 36. I'll be, I'll be 36 this year. Driving since like what, 2002, 20 years of driving. Get there about. Actually, like since 2000, really. So, driving since 2000, been around for a long time. I've been pulled over probably about twice. May, yeah, two times I got pulled over. All right. One time I was speeding and it was a black cop. He gave me a ticket and that was it. Second time I had an expired tag. It was a black cop and a white cop and I was on the way to work. I, I might have been like 24, 25. And I was like, hey, my fault. You know, I don't have no money. I'm trying, I'm trying to go work and get some money to fix that. And they gave me a warning. And that was it. And I'd have been all I'd have been driving. I'd have been all over. the. I've been in mountains. I've been in West Virginia driving. I've driven from Virginia Beach to West Virginia in like seven, eight hour drive in mountains, whatever. Never had a problem. Okay. At a checkpoint, I got stopped because it's a checkpoint and I had an expired tag. And that was it. That's not a real problem with going outside your house because you're black and dealing with the police. If anything, it's dealing with other black folks. That's what you got to worry about. Okay. Because when I had that gun on me in my face, it wasn't no white cop. That was just harassing me for no reason. Now, I had got swatted one time, but I don't even really count. I'm talking about just being outside and minding my own business. It was a black person that did that, you know, and I, and I didn't die. I'm still here. So this whole thing about living in fear, I don't live in fear. That's silly. I think people that are trying to virtue signal live in fear for us. All right. But I got to get to some calls. And then we get back to Super Chats a little bit later. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let me get Skype opened up and we'll get rocking and rolling. All righty. Okay, so let's go ahead and get to it. The phone lines will be jumping really hard. So um, if you guys cannot get in, I'm sorry, but just keep trying. And I'll try to get you on as soon as I can. And we got a really packed house, so let's keep the number, let's keep the phone calls to a, a minimum as far as the time. You can't be on here for a very long time. Keep it to like about three or four minutes to keep on rocking and rolling. Alrighty. Let me just go ahead and get to my next uh let me get to my calls here. Alrighty. Alrighty, Jordan, what's happening? Yo, I can't hear you, man. You can't hear me? Hold on, hold on one second. Let me see. Let me just fix my situation over here. My fault. Sorry for the ringing in your ear. Okay. Let's go ahead and fix that. Okay, I got it. That was my fault. Okay. 
we get to go. Like I said, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let me fix my Skype over here. Yeah, driving in the mountains, no problems with police. Everything was all good. Never had an issue. But now all of a sudden, it's a problem with the police. There is no problem with the police. Problem with people not doing the right thing. That's really what it is. 813 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Francisco. All righty, man. What's going on? Um, I'm, I'm Hispanic, so I'm just wondering, you know, like, uh, have we heard any perspective from other Hispanic people saying, hey, like, the reason why we leave um, South America in our country is because um, the cops there aren't very supportive and it isn't very safe. We come to America because it is safe. Um, we'd just like to hear Anthony's opinion on that. Okay, well, how do you guys feel about the police here? Is it better than where you come from or worse? 100% better. And I think that's what I was trying to get across a lot is that we have a great country. This is not an oppressive place to be. People want to come from all over exactly. the world. So if it was that bad, then why would anybody want to come here? Um, can you repeat that? What I was saying was um, I was trying to get across in the video that if our country was so bad, then why would anybody want to come here? Oh, I mean, I think that's hypocrisy of it all. It's just, um, it's the best country in the world. I think people would stop coming here if it wasn't if it wasn't good. Exactly, one hundred percent correct. I would just say, like to everybody that's Hispanic out there, just like or or just know Hispanic people to remind them of that you know, like um, this country is is the best, and you know, Trump is going to stand up for those police officers who, who in those other countries we won't have. And it's just it just breaks my heart to see what's happening. That's all I got to say. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, thanks, Anthony. All right, now, peace. All right, shout out to the caller. And you guys on the drill, the number to call is 434-658-1220. There is a number to call. Oh, there's an email, pardon me, for Skype. If you want to get in through Skype, you can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner on the screen. There's an email for that in the description box below. Let me get to the next call here. Let's go 304. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Uh, Zach Coon, how you doing? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good. Do you uh, represent Anthony B. Logan? You're speaking to him right now. This is me. What? Nice. <laughs> hey, I, I want to tell you something. I I stumbled upon you on the internet today because I'm a conservative, and I've been watching your videos for hours. <laughs> and it, 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 I just watched your live stream. And it like, I'll tell you a short story. I've been on Facebook for almost 14 years now. I'm a live DJ. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff, over 2,500 shows. And I've done a lot for Special Olympics. And I've done a lot of black weddings. I've done a lot of white weddings. I've done all sorts of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I heard somebody on some type of electronic device at almost 4 a.m. within earshot of my neighborhood, but it wasn't close. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't really hear what they were saying. I just I just heard aggressiveness. And I, I live in the capital city in my state, and as you know, there is violence going on in arguably, what, 10, 15 major U.S. cities right now? Okay, now, I, I know where you are. If, 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 does your area code match where you are right now? So I know where you are. So there's violence there. 
No. Okay. My main point, it was, it was almost 4 a.m., and I heard somebody on, I have an ear for it, it was, it was some type of electronic device, like a megaphone or something like that, and, and that's not usual. You know, if it had been like 9, 10 o'clock, I'd been like, maybe I'm hearing that from downtown, maybe I'm hearing it from downtown now. But still, there's somebody like on a megaphone or something in the distance. Oh. Uh. So nor- normally I don't post anything political at all. I stay completely apolitical on the Internet because I know how conservative speech is completely denounced in this country when it comes to people like Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos and all the people that own the major things that people get to see and the algorithms that they can search. I know that they do their best to try and hold those people back from actually saying something that other people think. So it concerned me a little bit that it was almost four in the morning and I was hearing this and I did something I don't normally do. And I made a little bit of a political statement on the Internet, uh, on Facebook. So what would you say? And I said, well, I said, it's on, it's 343 in the morning. I can hear somebody on a megaphone nearby. I don't know what it is. I can't tell what they're saying. But why am I sitting here with my gun in my lap right now? <laughs> I was like, I, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and I was like, sooner or later, Americans are going to fight back against targeting of completely free, you know, individuals who have done nothing wrong, who are getting their, you know, neighborhoods and businesses and things attacked in this country. Well, it didn't take long. By eight hours later, mainly spoiled white people (laughs) that I'm friends with on Facebook had deemed me a racist, had one of them had even emailed the entertainment company that I work with, which the owner is a good friend of mine, and it concerned him very much. It's not like he was happy about getting that email or happy with me about it. But also he knows how strong I am with the company and stuff like that. She emailed him and tried to affect my job. Now, that's, that's still not that big a deal to me. But when I came across your videos, it made me think about how many times I've heard somebody that I'm trying to have a peaceful political debate about saying that, like, black people and white people don't think alike. I'll say to them, you know, I have really strong black friends. I I used to have a roommate that was black that I let come live with me at my house because I knew that he was unhappy, and he's a great kid. You know what I mean? He was 10, 15 years younger than me. He's one of the the DJs in our company. He's like... You know, he doesn't do drugs or drink or do right. anything. He's he's just he's smart, big smile, an awesome black kid that everybody loves that can dance like an absolute machine. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. I mean, I, I'm with you. And when I, at what, my main point is when I came across your videos, it, it really solidified in my heart and in my mind that black people and white people can think alike and that we can be against injustices in this country and also at the same time, support people that need support and not denounce people who have differing political opinions right. and, and, and call them call them some type of ist to win the conversation immediately and say that we don't agree with each other. Uh, I'm, with so, you on, I'm with you on that, uh, man. But, hey, I'm sorry. I got to cut you right here, but I got a lot of calls online. I'm going to get to a few more. Thank you for your call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Keep up the good work. All right, now, thank you. Yes. Yeah. All right, shout out to the caller. 
Hey, if I, if I cut you, I'm sorry because the, the calls are coming. We got a lot of people trying to call in. So I'm going to try to get everybody on as soon as I can. All right, let's get to the next call. The number to call, 434-658-1220. The number is always right here in the ticker, and it's also always in the description box. If you're trying to call and it's hanging up on you, just keep trying. I'm sorry. That's the best I can do for you right now. And uh, like I said, if you don't know what the number is, it's always in the description box and also in the ticker. You can also do Skype if you want to. There is an email for that in the description box below. Now I'm one now. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Steve Young in North Carolina. All righty, man. What's going on? Not much. Um, just like the previous caller, I just found you today, and uh, I gotta say, I wish I wish I hadn't because I I had some arguments recently with you would you would guess uh, affluent you know suburban white people, and I've been saying everything that you that you've been saying because even though I'm glowing the dark white, you know I grew up in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. Um, I moved out of there a few years ago because I knew it was a powder keg. Because it has nothing to do with race. It's socioeconomic. You got the gentrified kids, and they're still right next to crack dens. You know what I mean? So when the shit goes off, I'm so sorry about that. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> point is, I had a lot of conversations with people up there, and I noticed that one thing in particular that you would get a lot of these affluent, well to do white kids who want to be activists would keep saying is what is essentially white man's burden. You get them to expand upon their philosophy to the point where they say they got to help black people because they can't help themselves, which is one of the most just it's just the con most condescending thing you could ever say to anybody. And it is the most racist thing you could possibly imagine. So, you know, um, to run into your content today to see that there that that sentiment is still out there and it's not as suppressed. It's not as hidden. It really made me feel a lot better. Well, I'm glad that it does, man, because I'm just getting out information that people don't get to hear a lot because a lot of time my voice would be suppressed in the media. We, get, we have no representation, you know, maybe on Fox News, that's it. But nowhere else, they try to suppress this. You can't go on CNN or MSNBC or anywhere to get this information out there. So I'm glad that can be that voice that can give you some information that is reassuring. And, you know, one more little thing, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent here, but I've been, I've been a little worked up about all this because five years ago uh, in Orlando, Florida, where I used to live at a certain point, um, I had a lot of run-ins with the cops down there, and I got a need in my own throat, and I kept thinking to myself in that situation, if I don't stop struggling right now, these 13 human beings are piled on top of me are going to kill me, and there's not a cell phone in sight, there's not a camera around, and let's be honest, even if there was, nobody's burning down the city for me. Nobody's going to care. So, you know, I'm, I'm living, breathing proof that the issue is not a racial one. It is an improper police procedure one. Because as much as I'm very conservative and I support the police and I, you know, I support 2A rights, I don't think, you know, that one extra guy with the knee to my throat wasn't necessary. There's already 10 plus people holding me down. And I'm a big guy. I get it. I understand. But I also take accountability for, for the rage I was in. I used, to, I used to smoke a lot of weed, used to drink a lot, used to be a little bit more unhinged. And when people show up at your door unnecessarily, what are you going to do? You're going to freak out, right? I mean, this guy, he must have, you know, I hate to say it, but he must have had priors. You know, where, where is the, where's the background information on this guy? Why are we, Probably so. you know, I've heard you say it today. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, uh, it, I only wish that I still kept contact with some of those people. I just cut them off today because there's no convincing them. They want to hear other perspectives, but they want to act like yours is invisible like you don't exist to them it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up well i'm with so you thank you for everything you're doing thank you for the call man I definitely appreciate you
All right, you have a good one. Take care. All right, same to you. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate it. Like I said, the number's always in the description box, always in the ticker as well, 434-658-1220. Let me get to the next call. 316, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Deborah Brewer. All right, what's going on? Hey there. I was just thinking, I had a thought. Is the movement of BLM and the white privilege addendum to that just moving everyone in the direction of increased stereotyping and discrimination based off of skin color? And that not that where we were trying to um, get away from and aren't we trying to be more equal and and wasn't it equality before and now we're just moving backwards I feel um, showing that because you're white or they assume you've not had racist treatment and that you are a racist because you're white and that you've had filtered and pleasant life and now we have to discriminate between colors once more and not see everyone as bleeding the same any longer which was the goal of civil rights if i wasn't if i'm not mistaken and i could be mistaken but um by certain individuals seeking others to kneel before them and apologize for something we have no control over is that not in turn racist and bigotry it most certainly is 100 percent correct and that's really what this whole blm thing has been from the very beginning because, I mean, I've not seen anything really positive come of it. I've only seen negative things come as a result. And anytime they kind of they come around and become more popular, you have increased violence, increased tension. I, I don't see anything positive come from it. They say they have a positive message. But once you really look into them, even read their website, it's not really like that. So you're 100 percent correct. And I think that it could be by design, if not by them specifically, which it partly could be by those that are using them to get whatever kind of thing they want to get out there to the public. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and I'm white and I was born and raised in South of new Orleans and I was raised with, you know, I really never thought of color of the skin or anything like that. And then I got taken from a mostly white Catholic school and got thrown right into an all black school um, because we were moving and my parents couldn't afford the tuition anymore. And so I got thrown from that into an all black school and it was just like a culture shock to me. And they were like, I don't want to sit next to this effing white girl, you know, and I was just in shock. I didn't know why they didn't want to sit next to me. They were stabbing my sister in the back. They were cutting her hair and I didn't have any idea why they hated us so much just because we were white and all going and, you know, and all I could do was just sit there and, and try to make friends and try to be there. But really, it was just a really lonely place. And eventually they came around once we all kind of just saw, look, we're, we're all human. We're all, you know, and and what, what brought us all together was music. And because and I like to sing and they like to sing. And that was a really big part for me that brought us together. But I just think that it's just a big hypocritical message that they're sending right now. And I really don't appreciate um, going backwards in time rather than trying to move forward. <laughs> we all bleed the same. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We got to move forward. You know, this, you know, staying stuck in the past, bringing up old things, trying to bring up old pain and having that be relived in the current day does not help anybody. We got to move forward as a nation. All this race stuff is just really kind of silly. We got to get beyond it. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, thank you so much, ABL, for having me. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, bye-bye. All right, shout-out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate her. All right, John, what's happening, boss? Hey, ABL, you you can hear me? I heard you well. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's good. Oh, all those followers, man. Uh, don't be a boomer again. 
But uh, what I'll do is um, I'm going to say something uh, about the whole uh, what was it? The whole coronavirus thing, because it's peculiar to me that everyone we just got a whole 180 when it came to the coronavirus, when these protests started happening. Um, I want to say that I, I found this tweet and this was the death nail. This was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. This was from the uh, director of the, the health committee council in um, New York. Let's be clear about something. If there's a spike in coronavirus cases in the next two weeks, don't blame the protesters. Blame racism. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. So don't blame because I thought the whole thing from the very beginning was stay home, save lives. Don't yeah. be in crowded places, have groups of 10 or five or less or don't go outside at all. But now you get groups of two, three, four, five thousand all active, sweating and spitting and carrying on each other. Yeah. That's not going to cause an increase. But racism will. OK, yeah, makes sense. It's really interesting, considering that, you know, CNN was making a fuss about a curfew at one point in New York. Never mind that we've been in lockdown for two and a half months. And I did that tweet, along with the scientists and doctors, weird solidarity to the BLM groups pretty much solidifies that this is all about politics. This is what this is. It's politics first and then science and facts next. That's what it is. Correct. Yes. That's and all it's, it's about. It's unfortunate. Like, you know, Governor Whitmer of Michigan, she was in these protests despite her stay at home order. Uh, she was in those protests doing the hands up, don't shoot uh, thing, slogan, which, by the way, I can't believe that after six years, despite it being proven fake by Eric Holder, of all people, <laughs> in the DOJ under Obama, people still use that slogan. I'm amazed by that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, it, <laughs> it, it kind of goes to show that anytime something like that gets put out there, it's, it's hard to retract it. This is why news is very important. Fake news is an important thing because they, they could put out anything, any story, and then come out and be like, oh, my fault, we're, we're sorry, and retract it. But it doesn't matter because the retraction always gets less attention than the initial story. So exactly. even though it's fake and they got proven fake by, like you said, Eric Holder, it's relevant because now it's already in the zeitgeist, so it don't even matter. Exactly. And then I'll say one more thing before I head out because I know you got a, a heck of a <laughs> lot of callers, but... The white privilege thing. You know, what What really makes me mad about these people is that I guarantee you they're going to be kneeling and renouncing their white privilege and bowing down to people. But then they're just going to, you know, go on their lives like nothing happened. They're not going to do something like donate their cars or houses or things like that. Tim Wise, who has been outspoken about this on CNN, if you heard, he's not going to sacrifice his six-figure house or his wife or his possessions or his children in his 90% white neighborhood. He's not going to do, they're not going to do any of that. So that's what really irks me about these, this, this whole stunt that they're doing. Absolutely correct. All right. Well, I'll make them short and sweet. Uh, hey, chat. And I'll talk to you later, ABL. I just want to check up on you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, my man, Jordan with the great call. I appreciate you guys for calling on in. Let me get to the next call here. All right, caller. Can I say I have, I have a name on the screen? Can I say it? Hello. Yeah. Oh hey, hi Anthony. I love the show, man. I watch you all the time, and uh, I just want to say that I find these protests a little disheartening, and I think what it is is just the uh, 
live like socialist movement, like brainwashing everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they, what they, what they don't seek to own, they destroy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like um, if they can't control the police or they can't own the police, mm. they just want to destroy and disband it. That's that's a very good point you made there. I didn't think about that. Since they can't own it, they want to destroy it. Very good point. Yeah, well, I, I think that's the, what it is. It's like I've seen this all over, like in our media, in like like the New York Times recently, where Barry Weiss pointed that thing that all the younger generation, all the socialists and liberal medias, what they have done is just done the basic social Marxist things. They find allies in the inside the groups. And then what they do is that they'll crime file and character assassinate all their opponents. And once they get enough sympathy from the group, they just go in there and take it over. Or if they go inside, like, into an area, like, that's what they basically have done to, like, comics and movies. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the liberalist movement have done this. Like, it's the same way that they, the Bolsheviks have taken over uh, the Russian monarchy. You know what I'm saying? They find allies in the court, like Rasputin, like, you know, entertaining the court, entertaining the czars. Like, I, I just totally f- see how, like, their strategy is involved into, like, totally subverting, like, our American institutions. And they've done it through uh, our colleges, our schools, our popular media. I, I, I really think that, like, all these all these liberal socialists have been practicing this for years and they finally figured out the formula of, of finally subverting America. And that's how I feel. That's what I feel like saying is that like it's taking over at such a huge amount that it's got into like a religious phenomenon. Like you see people kneeling, bending, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's awkward. It's like, it's not enough that like you agree with their philosophy you have to submit and if you don't submit they will destroy you and that's the scary thing there's no tolerance there's no yeah. hearing you know there's no hearing you out but the thing is that I, I really wanted to see is that like how we could combat this how we could combat uh, this socialist narrative that's taking over uh, the people the young minds of our people and of our and of our future generations through like the media and through branding and marketing. It's all like a democratic plan, but the way we could, the way we defeated the socialists and I've always defeated the socialists is by reminding them that we live in America and that we're free and that we will always find a better alternative. Absolutely. No. Yeah. And what I think about the black lives movement, I, 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 well, call that, I got, I got, I have, I, have, I have limited time, so you can make it pretty quick. Now I gotta get to the next call. Okay. What I think it is that there's a solution to this problem. If they want to disband the police, that's fine. But if you're going to disband the police, a Republican solution and a good solution that empowers the people is broaden the Second Amendment rights. 
if you want to disband them, you have to make sure that casual doctrine, concealing carry permits, all favor the public and them defending themselves. If they want to take the power away from an organization and group, they're just going to fill it with another governmental group. Why not bolster the people, give the people their rights to their guns and weapons to defend themselves, empower the people, and give them a Republican solution? All right, man. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, shout out to the caller. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, you know, kind of like militia groups. Like, you got to have the police, though, because there's more oversight with the police. See, people talking about the police doing things that are, you know, unlawful and, you know, unlawful restraints. You think that the, the, the you know, the vigilante group's going to be lawful and do things straight by the book? What book? Ain't no book, right? Ain't no government, right? How'd that work? You, you see what I'm saying? So I think that might be kind of a bad idea. Let's not bend and give in to what they want to do. Let's just make this thing work uh, properly. All right, caller, are you on the, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. All right, I got a little bit of feedback in the background. Turn your speakers off for me, please. Yeah, I'm going to turn that off now. I'm turning that off. Hello there. Nice to, thank you for letting me talk to you. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So, yeah, shall I, basically, I just come on here. Shall I basically just describe my thought process on what's happening? Okay, so let's let's roll it. Let's hear it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, basically, what I personally believe to start this off is that my the younger generation that was in the universities um it, knowing why i guess is a longer reason we're not parented correctly and they don't like authority they have lost the reasoning and understanding of what authority is needed for in a society and that's because they're in pain a lot of them do a lot of self-inflicting pain uh the people who believe in stuff like this and now if you think about it they're projecting that pain they've become adults and now mm. they are projecting the pain that they're feeling. And the authority has come in to show them that, you know, there's there's consequences. And because they're making so much noise and so much power because of coronavirus, and it's made everybody's, you know, socially weaker. And it's just kind of just infiltrated this Black Lives Movement now. Um, you know, the, the it's, it's working, basically. It's working. And I think um, on the Republican side, I think we obviously never go to the point of violence never but i do think that people are slightly backing down from through fear and i understand where that fear would come from from a time like this but that fear is what they want they want you to back down they want you to be quieter so they will be louder so it's time to speak with logic not fear not anyway that yeah that's a very good point you made. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't back down. Because like I was saying earlier about the mayor of, I think, Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, he's, you yeah. know, backing down to the mob, you know, getting on his knees, talking about Black Lives Matter. But that's that's the wrong thing to do, because once you do that, it, it just it makes it worse because it's going to be. Yeah, something, it spreads the fire. Right. It spreads the fire. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. And, and and I want to say this as well. In revolutions, the only time it has worked is fire fighting fire, which created ash. The only time it didn't work is if we all, in, as a society, believe that we can uh, change the system we are living in. And we are now witnessing people not believing that. And they're believing their pain. And right. I think one thing that maybe all of us could do is... If we have time to speak to these individuals when they're alone, when they're not doing what they're doing as a collective, is try and speak to that pain. Try and show that you care. 
try and actually show that you care as just human to human when they're on their own as an individual. I think that could benefit a lot of people right now, especially the people who are doing wrong and thinking it's white. Well, some some people don't. Some people aren't even interested in that conversation. Some people are just subversive, and they want to just ruin the nation. They're not even really worried. Some people I, they, I they, they 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 pretend like they're in pain, but they're actually not. Now, those that are going to be open minded, you might be able to reach them. But if they right. are not, if they just want to you know wreak havoc, then nothing that you say is going to make a difference. Right. So, do you think that personally, what I think. logic will always win <laughs> yeah yeah but see you gotta logic wins with logical people some people don't know some people don't know any better they've not been introduced to these types of things these ideas so if you present it if you just put it out there and they are able to grab it and take it right. and do something with it it's like you know you put in fish bait in the water and the fish comes but to that's, it it's, that's, that's, what that's it, why i personally sorry i'm very sorry to catch you off there but i just want to say that's why I personally believe when these I, I've been going on a website where you, you can specifically go on the American flag and talk to Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to some people who've been in these protests thinking this is all correct. And when I'm talking to them and I'm showing that I actually care for what's happening right now and I care about them. Like, firstly, I'll show that I generally care about their safety because I do. Because what's happening in America right now is very unsafe. And I want to make sure that these people are feeling OK. And. A lot of them, when they're on their own, I have seen with my own eyes, if you connect to the pain that's making them do what they're doing outside in the streets mm-hmm. and show them that you actually care, you might be able to make them with a bit of light see the diff- see the hypocrisy that is happening in front of them. Yeah, that, that, be- yeah, that, that, that definitely is possible. But hey, I got a lot of calls online. That's a great call, man. All Thank right, you man. for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. Shout out to the caller. A quick break right quick. If you guys want these flags that are on the wall, these beautiful wooden flags, uh, go to my friends over at BHE Designs. I'll put a link right here in the chat box. If you want one of them, you can get them prefab, custom made, whatever. You know, I made the one right there myself. I just designed it and said, hey, I need you to do this. Get it in a large size, 24 by 48, whatever it is. Let's let's go ahead and get it done. So if you want one of those, you can check it out at BET Designs. Also, you can go to my store, get one of these hats, the, the Space Force hat. I sell these on my store, and that's anthonybloken.com forward slash store or just simply ablmerch.com. No, the ablmerch.com link is kind of weird on YouTube because it tries to link the Teespring, but anyway ablmerch.com type it in get order what you want check it out and you good money let me get to the next call and the number to call is 434-658-1220 the number is always in the ticker as it goes along and it's also always in the description box at the very top first line first sentence the number's right there to call in if you having a hard time calling in please keep trying it's just kind of a tough thing to get through but let me get through to the next call and let's go Okay, hold on. I'm going to try to get to you guys. You guys, hold on. All righty, Matt, what's going on? Hey, ABL, what's happening? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Hey, I know why you got so many new viewers, man. Why is that? Because I've been sharing your videos all over. Uh, been telling everybody about your show. Hey, man, I, I appreciate it, man. You know, if you, if you could bring like a, a million subs, then hey, go for it, man. Keep on doing it. Yeah, uh, you're like a band that I discovered before they got big, and but you don't have any T-shirts. 
Hey, I uh, I wanted to talk about uh, this sort of meme that's been going on about Tanya McDowell and Felicity Huffman. I don't know all the details of it, uh, but they're talking about sentencing disparity. Uh, I think Tanya got five years for uh, saying that she lived in a certain place where so that her kid could get into a certain school. And then Felicity Huffman ended up paying uh, somebody $15,000 uh, to fix her her kid's SAT grades. And she got like 14 days in jail for that. And the meme has that basically it's a sentencing disparity, but it, it leaves out that Tanya, I guess, uh, solicited drugs and prostitutes and try to bribe officials <laughs> with drugs and prostitutes. Uh, of course, it's always things that are let out. It's it, like they don't tell you the full story. They tell you just one piece of it and then they try to compare it. But it's unfair. You got to compare the entire thing. Was there anything they did along with that particular crime? Do they have a prior history? Did they have a lawyer? Like what's really going on? Give us the full story and not the Cliff Notes version to try and create outrage. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't fit on a bumper sticker, it's it's not it's not useful. Um, right. But, I, you know, when you see the crime statistics, and I'll give a quick anecdote. Uh, we had a we had a uh, our town got famous because a guy baked a cookie, a bakery baked a cookie called Build the Wall Cookie, and we got famous on that. Um, but in the same week. Uh, there was a black man shot at a, a party like they rented our senior citizen center and a guy got shot. Uh, so we kind of the guy got away and he wasn't charged. And it kind of leads me to point out, like in terms of disparity, when you look at the crime statistics and you look at murderers per capita and who ends up in prison and stuff like that, um, most black murders are unsolved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in Chicago, you're talking about a 15% clearance rate. Yeah. Uh, so when you go, when you're in school, you learn that, you know, hey, even if you if you take a test and you have a zero, just one zero can ruin your whole grade. Um, these are all zeros. These are black and black crimes, you know, and, and it goes to my point about, you know, you no one said Michael Vick didn't abuse dogs because uh the dogs were it was dog on dog violence is, is what dog fighting is i think it's it's one of the most inhumane comments someone can say that oh that's just black on black violence and when you add up those zeros for sure that i mean y'all killing each other and and you in you're getting away with it yeah oh yeah and people don't even really care it's like not even a real thing it's just like common it's just ghetto violence or whatever but if the same violence happens when there's a white suspect then and, and it's weird because people say that oh you can't snitch you know because you, you feel for your life is in danger but then when a white person kills a black person everybody got a story to tell everybody got a videotape so it's like come on what's really going on like people just aren't taking personal responsibility for their actions you know, they're, they're letting the communities go by the wayside and they don't even really care. It only really matters when the white person is involved. And that's why I don't even want to hear about Black Lives Matter. Like all of this stuff makes me sick because I know what the real story is. Yeah, it's like uh, basically what they're saying is that still the value of a black person comes from a white person. That that's a, that's effectively what they're what they're saying, you know, and uh 
I wanted to talk a little bit. So remember I called in and I, I said, you know, hey, I feel like he OD'd. And then Candace Owens started talking about George Floyd. Um, I was kind of revisiting this, but just cradle, cradle to grave, the 911 caller said that George Floyd was uh, looked like he was on some kind of a drug. Yeah. And, and he, he, was, he knew who he was. He came in all the time. And uh, he happened to, to give him a, a fake dollar bill, I, you know, $20 bill. I don't think George Floyd knew it was fake. I mean, I mean, we got we don't know. Uh, then when the, the police went to the car, they only pulled him out and arrested him. And the reason I think he overdosed uh, is because he was actively hiding the drugs. And whether they they knelt on him or not, he was swallowing drugs and in a way maybe they they were more likely to save him by kneeling on him to prevent him from doing that. Uh, he it looked like an overdose to me and and not like something that was with a knee on the neck. I watch a lot of MMA, you know, I've studied a little bit of jujitsu and stuff like that and uh, George is in better shape than me. And I don't feel like that getting knelt on like that would cause me to die. Nah, you know what? And the thing is, they have the medical examiner out there in um, Hennepin County in Minnesota. And they said that's not what happened. They said that, you know, it was the stress from being arrested. Um, He had a heart problem already. He had coronary artery artery disease, hypertensive Mm -hmm. heart disease. And then he had drugs in the system, meth and fentanyl. So you got all that going on. That could cause your death, not the, the kneeling on the neck. And then here comes their, you know, celebrity pathologist that says something opposite. So I, I think that you got to have a third party to come in there independent. And I think a third party will probably find what the first party found because they are going to need to be independent, not favoring either side. But, hey, the phone lines are jumping. I got to get to be the good. next call. Thank you for the next. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Shout out to, to Matt for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. The number to call is 434-658-1220. If you're having a hard time getting on, I'm sorry. I know that it's hard, but that's just the nature of the show. I might try to fix that one day, but right now it ain't the day. Let's get to the next call. All right, call the underline. 219, who am I speaking to? ATC, my man. All right, now what's going on? Um, Now that's a tricky question in this current day and age. Yeah, it is well, kind of tricky. Ground on one side, riots on the other. Politicians are ready to surrender, raise the white flag, and become the stereotype of the French. <laughs> yeah, I get all the checkpoints covered. It, you pretty much got them. Well, I want to keep this short and such. So the only topic I'm going to be talking uh, to being the defunding of the police and the aftermath of it. Okay. So far, um, uh, the one being is that, well, that and also white guilt as well. I'm going to make it short. The way how they're treating the whole thing being like a religious cult, I call that back, but it was more for being like treating religion, treating politics like religion. But now that it's treating like the whole white guilt as like a religious cult, I'm just waiting until when they're going to start bringing in like um, the flails to make people to repent for their sins. Pretty much. That's, that's what I'm saying right now. People that are kneeling down. These guys, you know, your Jacob Fry, mayor of Minneapolis, Justin Trudeau, prime minister of Canada, they're kneeling down, talking about Black Lives Matter. That's their version of, you know, trying to repent for their sins, for uh, desecrating the church of Black Lives Matter. Pretty much. I'm just wanting to tell them when they take it a step further, 
like the crazy Kool-Aid kind, if you know what I mean. Right. All right. And the second being is with um, the whole defunding of the police. It's going to be pure chaos because there are going to be two ma- well, major groups that are going to be forming up from private military or security contractors, or in layman's terms, mercenaries will be forming up. Or you're going to get crime families that are going to be coming in, especially if they want to defend their territories when the police are gone. Mm. Think of it. You're going to get the Italians. You're going to get the Japanese. You're going to get the stereotype rap gang. The Chinese, too. The, the, Chinese, the Chinese as well. They'll be here. Oh, don't forget the Jamaicans, too. Yep. Shower posse going to return. Absolutely. Pretty much. It's going to be a rise of con. Oh, and don't forget the cartels. Be a oh, my goodness. That, yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You're going to get gangs that are going to be coming out and doing, and sorry for my poor attempt of an Italian accent, hey, if you want some protection, then come down to Tony's place. Yeah. Give him some little green, and you get a little protection from the boys and I. Okay, that was more redneck, but <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's going to be massive chaos when you get the lawless become the new law. Right, exactly. And not only that, yeah, and the biggest one being is if there's no more law, then that means there's going to be either militias are going to form up to retake over the lost territories of America or vigilante justice. I, th- I think you're 100% Either correct. Way, mark my words, it's going to be... I'm trying to keep this as PG as possible, but it's going to be crazy. Like a K, not with a C. Right. I'm with you. Absolutely. But thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Yep. Oh, one more thing. I could definitely imagine the theme with all, well, more rides breaking out, but this time with the guns. Look up for the song, Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition, because it's definitely fitting in times like this. Hey, I'm right there with you. Thank you for your call. Take care, man. All right, now, take Good care. Good luck out there. Bye. All right, shout out to the call. I most certainly appreciate him. And let's get to the next call here. That The lines are jammed up. I'm going to try to get to everybody as soon as I can. Y'all hold, y'all hold on. All right, caller. Who am I speaking to? This is PD. What's going on, ABL? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Awesome, man. Good stuff, dude. Hey, man. Uh, I came across your uh, your YouTube Um you know, just cruising around. I think just like everybody else, just trying to get some info, finding out who's out there, like-minded people, you know. And, uh, man, your stuff is awesome, especially that interview with Reese. That was great. <laughs> uh, I mean, to see her, you know, get so emotional and you just stay monotone the whole time was just was just killer, <laughs> man. It was awesome. It was like no better way to have, a, you know, an interview like that. But, uh, hey, I wanted to reach out. I think this is just a completely different outside perspective. Um, I'm 38 years old. I have zero social media. Like right now, I just uh, basically did this Skype thing so I could, you know, get in and talk to you. And I think just to talk to your viewers and kind of give a little bit of a different point of view. Um, You know, the disconnect between people, you know, when you go out and about and you see people on their phones, you know, literally just looking down at their phones all day, you know, and when you don't have social media, you don't really have anything to really look at on your phone unless you're, you know, trying to look at news or something like that, which, you know, I don't like to try to do, you know, I, I do it once a day, look, see what kind of, you know, what's going on, but I really just try to keep the phone off. You know, I don't want to, you know, unless I'm trying to keep in contact with family or anything. 
but it's really interesting because you know you find yourself living almost in a different world you know it's like you have all these people that are just tied to this machine that are tied to all these social media engines and then you have you know when you're not in that engine with them it's you know they're living in a virtual world and you're living in reality you know mm-hmm. the physical matter around you and um so when situations like this come up like the whole George Floyd you know situation um obviously it sparks a lot of conversation with people around you coworkers and things like that so you know obviously i'm drawn to well let me go see what's going on you know so you start diving in start looking into what you know what's happening out there you know and um i think it's just really important for people to realize that you know if if you detach yourself from the media platforms okay and i and i would say i mean i'm not a political person i've never voted in my life but um I, I like Trump. I love that Trump went into office because he's not a politician. I thought this would be a great change. I thought for sure it would uh, ruffle some feathers, which it definitely has. Uh, you know, we're seeing, I think, the result of that, you know, uh, besides the, you know, what happened to George Floyd. And look, anybody who sees what happened, obviously, that's terrible. No matter who that was, what happened was terrible. OK, but at the end of the day, the result of what we're seeing is uh, partially because of what happened to him, but really it's way more than that. This is just, this is a whole new level of people uh, just, you know, I think being caught up in their house for months and, uh, you know, losing their jobs and not knowing what to do with themselves and not knowing how to, um, you know, channel the anger that they have, man, you know? Um, So, you know, I just really wanted to talk to you to kind of, you know, talk about that. You know, with YouTube, it's really interesting. I go on YouTube, but I don't have a Gmail account. I don't ever subscribe. I can't like, I can't, I don't do any of those things. Right. Uh, as many times, like when I watch your stuff, I wish I could, like, I want, I want to click, like, I want to click subscribe. I want to comment, but, but you, you don't want to get, my- you don't want to get in the bubble at that point. Once you get a Gmail, yeah. then everything else, you don't want to get caught up in it. Man, I literally have not had any social media since 2012. It's been eight years. And I got rid of my Gmail account six months, uh, not six months ago, six years ago. And I actually use um, an email account called ProtonMail, which is an email that's based out of Switzerland. Okay? I'm familiar with it. Yeah, they and, use that on Project Veritas. There you go, man. There you go. So I just, I think it's important for people, you know, I wish, you know, what I'm trying to get to is this. It's like, you know, after watching all this stuff, Look, all the police are not bad. Yeah, there's some bad seeds in every industry possible that's out there. In every occupation, there's going to be a bad seed, no matter what it is, whether you're a police officer, whether you're an admin working in an office for some industry, whoever it is, there's always a bad, bad seed. Okay, and, you know, for all this to happen because of, you know, one cop being just an absolute idiot and many other cops doing stupid things, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. Okay. So I was like, this is really frustrating because I want to support the police. I want to support this whole thing that's happening. I think it's crazy that they're out there having to deal with all this. And yet there's people that want to support them. But how do we do it? So, you know, you start looking on the Internet and you start looking, how can you support your police during these protests? What can you do to be on their side of the line, you know, in a peaceful way? And what's, what's really crazy is it's like it's almost non-existent. Like there's, there's nothing that you can really find out there. Yeah. There's donations you can make or anything. It's like, I don't want to donate. Like I want to be a body out there to let them know that like, Hey, you have people behind you that, you know, that believe in you, all this that you're seeing in front of you, you know, this is just, 
smoke and mirrors, man. You know, this is this is a whole other thing, you know. Um, so I don't know. Just wanted to kind of get some of your feedback on that, dude. I mean, the way you talk, you're very intelligent. You know what you're talking about. You lay the facts down. You have some opinions, which everyone has opinions. But at the end of the day, it all makes sense. All of it makes sense. Uh, I'm with you on that, man. But hey, you know, I have a lot of calls online, so I got to end it right here. But thank you for your call, man. Very good call. You Definitely got it, appreciate buddy. you. All you right, got it. thanks. All right, shout out to the caller. Good call, and thank you all for being here. If you can't, if you can't get on yet, I'm sorry, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. Blame Skype. Blame the internet. Blame just time. You know, there's one thing you can't buy, and the most valuable thing in the world is time. All right, caller, who am I speaking to? Uh, hi. <laughs> yeah, that's you, man. What's going on? <laughs> well, no, no, I didn't expect that. Got a short feedback there. Alrighty. Hi, how are you? Everything's good, man. Can't complain about yourself. Uh, doing great. Uh, calling from Savannah, Georgia. Just want to get away from my AC unit and the feedback from my tablet. Uh, I uh, was uh, enjoying the stream for a while now. Uh, waiting in line for the queue actually uh, gave me a few times to collect my thoughts. Uh, if I could share a, a certain perspective, it's uh, against a lot of social norms, but... Uh, to, to uh, my own credit, uh, I, I don't believe these, these thoughts, uh, they, they aren't of my own merit. Uh, they're, they're educated, they're learned thoughts uh, from uh, Richard Dawkins, the, uh, the, rate, the uh, late great, excuse me, uh, Christopher Hitchens, uh, Jordan Peterson, I've been reading uh, a lot from him recently. Uh, all these men who, who believe that, uh, along with uh, Dr. King's uh, values, that uh, a man's marriage should be judged by that. It should be judged by what he believes, uh, what he stands for, and uh, not the intrinsic nature, the characteristics that uh, you know define them from birth. And uh, I think that uh, alongside the, their thought process, I, I've come to a point of reasoning because uh, I, I used to think for a long time that there there was no reasoning with, with certain people uh, who who feed into emotion, who who feed into the grandeur of certain ideals without the, uh, the, the educational or evidential background. Okay. And uh, it stems from our, our origins as, as human beings. You know, we've uh, existed for, for thousands upon thousands of years, and uh, there's, there's been a, a certain amount of collective evolution that's happened. And uh, the, the thought of... Uh, individual identity is is a fairly new and recent idea uh if you compare it to the grand scheme the relativity to to how long we've actually been on this planet you know we've we've had a, a freedom of thought for what maybe uh a couple thousand years or so maybe uh, four or five thousand years we, we've had uh, educational scholars you know who strive to to seek out the more uh, intangible aspects of life and existence and uh, I believe that that's a very small portion of our populace overall so far. The, the rest of our population feeds into the uh, intrinsic nature uh, uh, that, which identifies us. Uh, the, the characteristics such as uh, your nationality, your, uh, well, I suppose your chosen gender now. I'm, I have trouble keeping up with everything, to be honest. Uh, but uh, I base it on, you know, the, the big ones, your, your race, your nationality. The, the things that uh, people seem to identify with so fervently and so strongly. And I believe it's just because of our immaturity as a species. I think that's what it comes down to. 
And you can think of every single ruling monarch, uh, governing party, that everything, every party of peoples that oversees another people is prone to manipulation. It's prone to... Uh, Caller, uh, I got to pause you right quick because we got limited yes, time. Absolutely. So I got, I got to get you to kind of zero in on, on what, your, what your thought, what your central thought yes, is. I love your response. Excuse me. Yes, yes. Uh, my thought is that uh, it, it, people need to be educated. They, they don't need to have their reasoning worked against. They need to be understood by the immaturity that they are intrinsically born with. And I think a lot of people are feeding into those identifying characteristics instead of the, the learned nature of what it is. So I'd, lo I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm, I'm kind of lost, honestly. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm kind of lost. Like, I, I need you to, like, because I'm not, I'm not really into that. You got to break it down for me like I'm, like, five years old. Like, what is your central thought in that? Uh, my central thought is that uh, we have a species haven't reached the point where the majority of us see past the intrinsic identifying nature in and of ourselves. That's why we're so divisive. Now, is it, is it possible to actually see past that? Can we, can we get past our nature as people or do we want to get past our nature as people? Because that's what makes us people. So if we break exactly. away from that, are we, are we people anymore? Like, cause they're talking about, um, you know, implanting chips in our head, so we can have a better understanding and better able to communicate. But is it better if we lose our humanity? You see what I'm saying? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. No, I think on an evolutionary timeline, we are reaching a point where the intrinsic is no longer of overall value. The, the learned behaviors and, and ideals of people are what is going to be more important. And I think we're progressing towards that. Okay, well, hey, I'm glad you're able to get that out there, man, because people, you know, they're really interested in what you're saying, but I got a lot of calls on online, and thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, now. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, that was a hard one to follow. My man, hey, I, I'm, I consider myself to be decent, and t uh, uh, but, I, you know, you guys, like I said, you guys smarter than me. You guys know what's going on. I don't know. But let's get to the next call. And shout out to my man. I'm not trying to be funny. 434-658-1220. Uh, Again, 434-658-1220. That's the number. All right, caller. Who am I speaking to? ABL, this is Tyler. All South right. Carolina. What's up, buddy? Everything's Long good, man. Time. All righty. What's going on? Oh, shoot. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch up with old uh, Lion Joe Biden uh, on his... 1988 lies? No, nah, what'd he say? Oh, they got him on everything from lying about how many degrees he had, uh, you know, uh, his accolades and everything. Like, And that's pretty much why his campaign was suspended by the DNC back in 88. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of lying going on. Might have been some plagiarism too back then, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, lots of that. Yeah. Of course, you know that. Right. Yes, sir. Hey, real quick, um, with this NFL, I mean, we all know this is bad business. You're driving away, you know, half the people that watch it. But with uh, at what point do you think it just becomes flat out offensive where where white people are going to start saying stuff that's going to sound racist for real? You know, what I'm getting at. You, you, you remember Ram in the 80s or in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like during the 
Rodney King, like, what are people going to do if they see real racism out of white people? Because, I, I mean, I, I, I never see it. But what do you think about that? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I think that if they see that, I'm not sure. They, they're not going to understand how to process it. It might be some fear. They, they might try to elevate it to like it's national emergency. Please bring the military, all kind of stuff like that. Because that 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 I mean that that element is out there. It ain't common, but it's out there. So if they see right. that, they're not they're not really going to be ready. They're talking about Drew Brees being a racist because he said you know stand for the flag. Meanwhile, this guy has given so much money and so much time and so much of his life to people down there in New Orleans, all the black folks and everybody else. So people don't really understand it. They they kind of been told by the media what's racist and what's not. And what they see as racist is nowhere near real racism. Yeah, you know how it is. You know, I'll be straightforward. I'm, you know me, A.B. I'm, you know, raised pretty close in all, Southern Ohio and Central Ohio. And like, there is racist people out there, but usually they'll tell you. Right. And I think that that's what's, that's what's the element that you're about to see because they're telling, you know, the regular white people, we're bad, we're racist, we're this, we're that. Eventually, like I said, the real races will be there. Right. And it's going to be scary for these snowflakes and everybody because, you know, if, for the people, you know, on the coast that, that don't grow up, you know, with people like me, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it might be a little rough for you. You know what I mean? It, you, you might get hurt, you know. Yeah, I seen them. I, 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 seen, I seen the biker gangs. Like, I, I see these guys. I see them in person. And it, it's not it's not really a game when you see them. Yeah. Yeah. And then what Al Sharpton and, and these NFL players and LeBron, what they don't know maybe, or what they're trying to get people amped up into is, is running into a, a race war that where they're going to be outnumbered and outgunned. Correct. And, Correct. And I just don't understand what the end game for anyone were, you know, I mean, what, what's the good in that? If it's only for black lives matter, that's obviously not a good, you know, end game for black folks. It right. shouldn't be for anybody. I mean, it's just obvious. I mean, but yeah, I don't I, know, man. It's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but they gotta do something. And they, they, they just stop doing what they're doing because they they provoking, they they poking the bear, and they don't want that bear to wake up. I'm telling you, man, I don't understand it because that bear been asleep for a long time. That's right. If you just let him, he'll he be he'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, well, good show, man. It was good to get through with you and uh, keep fighting, man. I mean, I know I was a little upset with Candace, not because of what she said, not that I disagreed. I just think maybe right now. Because everyone's so, you know, hypersensitive about this case, you know, maybe tone it down a little bit for right now so that we don't lose, you know, the people that's on the fence that, that want to be, you know, that want to come to the conservative side. But they're a little, you know, a little scared to, 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 to make that move. But you know, but, I, I, I yeah. tell you, I tell you what, though, before I get to my next call, a lot of people feel like her, but they're scared to say it. A lot, a lot of black folks feel like her, but they're scared to say it because we see what's happening in the community every day and we fed up. we like, yo, this is enough. So people feel like yeah. her, but they, they're afraid to say it because like what you said, they say that it might not be the right time and the sensitive. She coming out there and just saying it with a lot of us feel. Yeah. And then, like you said, y'all folks in the black community, they rely on them police. Don't, you know, don't, don't let these liberal white folks tell you that, 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 you know, that they don't need those police for every bad, you know, interaction from police. There's a million good ones I see in the inner city. I don't know what they're talking about, but maybe they ain't never been there. That's probably what it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But OK, I'm still Trump 2020. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, man, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Good show, brother. All right, now, Take peace. Care. 
All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Okay, the phone lines are jumping. I'm going to try to get to a few more calls. But I got super chats on deck. I'm going to read a few super chats, and then I'm going to get back to the calls. And then once I can get to the end, probably about 11, I'll read all of them. But right now, I'm going to read a few that are right in front of me. Shout out to uh, Matthew Smith for the donation. I appreciate it. Thank you to Michael Cleveland, who says, I work for... Oh, I read that one already. Thank you for that already. I definitely appreciate it. Shout out to Omar Adams, who says, the National Guard got the boot out of the Marriott. Yeah, I saw that up in D.C. Uh, the National Guard from Utah was in the Marriott in D.C., and they were evicted from their hotel. And the mayor, Mario Bowles, was talking about, oh, it's budget. Budget, really, in D.C.? For real? Is that what you want to talk about? Oh, but you got money to paint Black Lives Matter and, you know, gigantic letters on the street, you know? But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Justice Smith, who says, when will you and Philip Scott debate again? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, shout out to Phil. I, you know, I, I like Phil because Phil is a respectful person. Although he's on the left, he's a respectful person. So shout out to Phil. I debate him again anytime. We can, we can set it up. Shout out to Danny Ochoa, who says, what happened to Amazing Lucas? He is liberal now. I, I guess so. You got to ask him. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he appears to be liberal or maybe he's afraid of success. Maybe he's looking at his channel, keep going up and up and up and he's gaining a lot of success. Maybe he's afraid of that. You know, I've seen that happen. People kind of get cold feet. That could be it, too. I don't know. I, all I can do is guess. I've not spoken to him about it. Shout out to Kyle Diesel, who says, I don't understand why healthcare workers got mad when people protested to reopen the economy, but then turn and cheer on these rioters makes no sense. I guess the COVID is gone now. Exactly. We want to go back to work in a place where you got like 50 employees and everybody can protect themselves, wear PPE and the gloves, all this, that, and the third, hand sanitizers, the whole nine. But you got the rioters out there. You got, you know, girls pulling their pants down, duty one on police cars overturned, and that's fine. You know, disgusting behavior, no hygiene, 5,000 deep, elbow to elbow. You cheering that on? Ridiculous. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Taylor Mays, who says, NFL video said Mike Brown's name. Do people still think he was innocent? Yes, they do. When you bring up a lot of these issues, Michael Brown, they still think he said, hands up, don't shoot. Although, like Jordan said earlier, it was disproven by Eric Holder under Barack Obama. Like, they, Obama sent Eric Holder to Ferguson. He did a whole investigation and found out that the whole thing was false. During the recording of the incident, they said that he was charging him and he had to shoot him. So the recording said it. Eric Holder said it. What more needs to be done? I don't know, but I'll move on. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Neforis who says, Anthony, I just recently discovered your channel and I wish I had earlier. Thank you so much for what you do. I was canceled, humiliated, and silenced from Facebook for merely suggesting that cops are people too. That's crazy. But that's the world that we live in right now. Shout out to you for your donation. Thank you to Joyce Redland for the donation. It says, keep it up with the workout emoji. Most certainly will. Shout out to my man, Jericho Green, uh, one of the best YouTubers on the platform who says, reparations are next. That's what they want to, that's, that's going to be the next ball to drop. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're, they're, get, they're getting the way right now. Then they're going to reparations. That's going to be the next ball to drop. But thank you for that. Shout out to Brian Stevenson who says, ABL, keep grinding family, will do. Can't do nothing else. Thank you to James DeBaller TV who says, hello, my name is James. I'm 16. My whole family watches all of your videos. I'm learning a lot from you. Thank you, Trump 2020. Hey, shout out to you, man. Thank you for watching. And shout out to your family for watching the videos as well. Thank you to Shoreline887 who says, audible bestsellers are about white supremacy, white guilt, and how to be an anarchist. So obviously subversion is insulting. Oh, man, there you go. Thank you for that. Shout out to uh, Akon Queso. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name, who says, 
David Dorn, funly, please help people. Love you all. Yes, if you go to my website, there's an article about David Dorn, David Dorn, pardon me. And at the very top of it, there's a green highlighted section that says the GoFundMe or the fundraiser. Click on that link and take it straight to the fundraiser for him. Shout out to, and shout out to XS John World Robot. You sent me a lot of donations on there. The $100, $50. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Um, a lot of super chats. So I'm going to try to get to a few more as the show kind of comes to a close. But thank you all. Um, I'm going to read a few more, then I'm going to get back to the calls. Thank you to Bo G, who says, hello from Europe. Shout out to Europe. Keep telling the truth, man. Been keeping up with everything. Love how White House Speaker Kaylee McKin McEnany shuts down those reporters. LMAO. Yeah, she shuts them down. She does an excellent job shutting down the reporters. 1,000%. Shout out to Isaac FFA, who says, just watch a video with Reese Everson. I'd love to see you have more conversations with people on the other side. Hey. Whenever they're ready, you know, RT hit me up today. They were like, hey, can you come on at 430? I'm like, I'm there. Let's do it. So whenever anybody wants a debate, if it makes sense, I'll do it. Shout out to Benjamin Bussey for the donation. I appreciate it. Thank you to Kelly Salone, who says, I just found you. Really appreciate you. Hey, it's all good. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Sean, who says, love your content, ABL. Enjoyed watching you crush Reese with facts and logic. Hey, it's all good. It's what I do for a living, man. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to LZ Murray, who says, hi, ABL. Did you have a chance to check out Dr. Todd Grand's analysis of those, of those cops versus Mr. Floyd? He is on YouTube. Interesting. I saw some of that, but I did not have time to complete it. I'm going to try to get back to it when I got a little bit of time. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Max Dominguez, who says, I seen a white cop buying two black kids candy and sodas after the kids and their mom got into an accident. Fender Benner on La Burnham Avenue in Richmond, Virginia, at a corner store in front of the racetrack in 2015. Yeah, that happens all the time, but people don't talk about that. They want to ignore that. They want to ignore how kind people are in general, not just officers, but people in general. They want to ignore that for their own nefarious purposes. It's kind of how that goes. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Bill Monahan for your donation. Thank you to Bill Monahan again, who says, loved how you handled yourself on RT. You should have destroyed Miss Emerson, but let her destroy herself with lies and fantasies. Nice job. You and your show are national treasures. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. You know, when I do debates, I don't like to be doing too much yelling and hollering and screaming. I let my work speak for itself and the logic speak for itself. And that's pretty much how it is. Thank you to Jesse Graham, who says, your videos are great. I wish the media brought Brandon Cannons and you on more. Character is far more important than color. That's how it was in the military all day long. Thank you for that. Shout out to BR for the donation. It says thank you with the emoji and the Japanese bow. Thank you for that. Shout out to uh, Two Gun Jr. for your donation, who says great job in the interview that you posted earlier. If you or your audience haven't watched Larry Elder, The Ruben Report, et cetera, definitely should. Oh, yeah. I've seen that interview with um, Larry Elder many times. I actually met Larry Elder. It was a surreal moment for me. I met him in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Blexit event where Candace and everybody was. You know, so that was really a surreal moment. Shout out to Mitch Lozada, who says, yo, for real, these callers talk too much. If you want your voice to be heard, sort of YouTube there this way, they are more conservative voices. Well, I try to give everybody a voice on this show, too, because I have a platform I try to use to help everybody else. I thank you for your donation. Shout out to uh, Michael Acuff, who says the only reason to defund the police is if you plan to do something you should be locked up for. Uh Oh, talk about that. Shout out to Mark Service, who says, ABO, if you were the presiding judge, what would you think the punishment should be for these officers uh, if these officers get the guilty verdict for manslaughter or second degree murder? Um, that's kind of a loaded question, but not in a nefarious way. I don't think that you would give the other officers any time. 
honestly, I give them the minimum sentence if they were to be found guilty. The other officers. Now, as far as the guy that had the knee, I'm not really sure. It, it comes down to what a third medical examiner says because the first person, the medical examiner in Hennepin County said that the knee did not cause a death. But the second one says that it did. So let's get a third one to see what actually caused the death. If the knee caused a death and you can prove that it was somehow intentional to kill him, then you got to give him manslaughter or, or third degree or whatever it is. But if the knee did not cause his death, then you can't you can't convict him if if what he did didn't cause the death. You see what I'm saying? Let's get a third opinion. If one says that it didn't, the other one says that it did. And the other people were doing routine holes that they were trained to do. So and they were rookies. How are you going to charge them? It doesn't make any sense. Shout out to Michael LeCuff for becoming an ABO superstar, joining the channel. Thank you to New Wave Asanova for the donation. Who says, keep up the great work. Thank you for your stream. Hey, it's all good. Thank you for that. Let's get back to the calls. Number to call, 434-658-1220. No, Lil King, what's happening? Hey, man, what's up? Ooh, I didn't expect to get on. My bad. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> I was busy vibe vibing to the Skype tone. Uh, <laughs> Man, uh, it's crazy in uh, Toronto, man. They're boarding up all the businesses, getting ready for all the, the blacks to make themselves welcome. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's crazy. I don't know if you heard, but there was this one guy. He, uh, he, he went in with blackface and he went into the crowd. Did you hear about this? I saw that. I saw that. I was <laughs> like, sir, what, what's going on here? Like, what, 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 what are you what are you doing? Yeah, I thought it was that guy has big cojones, man. I wish I had that kind of bravery. And uh, yeah, he got charged for um, disturbing the peace, I guess. I don't know if it's, if it's the same in the U.S. if you can get charged for that. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can actually what, what the charge would be for wearing blackface. I, I don't really know. I never, I never seen anybody get locked up for wearing blackface before, but I, I guess it's possible. Who knows? Yeah, but but you know the blacks here are not as wild as the U.S. The worst thing I saw was a McDonald's. The the glass was broken, but that McDonald's is in a sketchy area. It's always broken. But <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts. And now the Kurds. I'm like I I was walking by uh, the street because it's a beautiful day. I decided to take a walk, and this group of Kurdish people just came by. I had to walk on the street, man. It was awful. Like a whole bunch of Kurds holding up signs saying Kurds Life Matter, like. Who, who even cares about the Kurds? When was the last time anyone cared about the Kurds, right? Yeah, I mean, like that's not that's not really a, a, an, an issue. Like, I, I never knew Kurds were like getting harassed anywhere, except for Kurdistan because they're fighting everybody over there. And that's the thing, right? Everybody wants to play, you know, like uh, victim Olympics, right? It's it's pretty sad. Um, and the thing that the big thing that I just wanted to say is I've noticed just by watching families, I don't want to go on too long. Let me check the time just by watching families. Right. Like I've I've been around Portuguese families, Vietnamese families, Mexican families. And I think the biggest thing that a lot of people in the black community don't want to talk about is the family, man. These people are so close. Like I, I, I had dinner with an Italian family. And these two uncles, they hated each other, right? But they were family. The grandmother was there. That kept them together, right? They had each other's backs. And that's just so important. This stuff about wanting the police to kowtow, I, I'm just so embarrassed by Trudeau. I, I don't know how anyone can. And, and people say, oh, look how great of a prime minister he is. He can hang out with the, with the public. But the thing is, it's because conservative people are not rabid animals when we don't get our way. We just accept that, okay, 
this dunce is is going to be our prime minister, and then we'll 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 have better, right? Like when the next election comes, we'll find someone better. But if it was like a conservative, there's no way. Like Stephen Harper hanging out in public like that, there's no way. Like liberals would beat him up. His life would be in danger. So I think it's more of a. It shows more how how uncivilized they are at times, right? The liberals, but. Anyway, I don't want to go on and on. I know you're cutting short with the time, but as usual, it's great talking to you, man, and uh, have a great evening. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, peace. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And thank you all for being here. You guys on the drill, the number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go. All right, call you on the line, 239. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL. Uh... It's uh, it's me. It's uh, it's Mike. I'm a longtime caller. <laughs> How are you doing? Everything is great, man. Can't complain. Good, good, good. I'm doing a, a lot better. Um, normally I call and I ask two questions, but uh, this time I wanted to call to apologize for uh, earlier this week when I called and I told you my story and I was very uh, <laughs> very confuffled about what had happened to me um, <laughs> in the rest. <laughs> I, uh, I apologize because um, I had said some things like, like, oh, it happened the other day. It had just happened right then and there uh, that that happened. Um, and I know it threw you for a loop. It certainly threw me for a loop. So I do apologize uh, for that. <laughs> I'm sorry to just uh, call you with that and just startle you. Oh, it's all good, man. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just, just to give you the little cap of what happened, um, now that I'm better, now, now that I feel better, now that I've talked to people and everything, um, uh, and, and my question that I was going to ask you last time was basically um, I had said that uh, what, what had um, sparked everything was the end of the conversation that I was having with this girl. And I told her, I said, um, you know, they want to abolish the police office, uh, police officers. And I said, what? What do they think is going to happen? I mean, we're not going to have a civil society. It's going to be like Planet of the Apes. You know what I mean? I was referring to, to Caesar when he's like, ape, no kill, ape. And you know what I mean? You're not going to have that. You're going to have your little groups that are going to gain power, and then they're going to oppress the power within themselves. And I said, and then this is what start, what came out of the altercation was that I said, what we need to abolish is uh, – black history month because to me um black what what i was saying to her was that to me when when they say black history it i don't feel that's right because i feel that that it's our history too even though i'm not black i'm american and i feel like you know martin luther king just wasn't part of black history he's also part of my history you know what i'm saying and like it, 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 it's just to say, oh, it's black history is, is to segregate that part of history to them, but we shouldn't. It's, it's all of our history. Uh, am I making sense? Um, yes, sort of. I, I'm kind of following you a little bit. You got you to gotta, you kind of like, you know, unpack that a little bit more. Well, well that, that's the thing. It's, it's just that it's just that I feel that 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 if we just like like if, if, if I understand that it was that it's black history, but. I felt as I feel as though we should just have American history and accept the history that we have as as a people, and not just segregate history for specific races. And that's what I was talking to her, and that's when I heard him from behind saying, "All right, I'm gonna say something now. I'm gonna say something now." 
And I thought he was talking to a waiter because I, I didn't know he was even behind me. Okay, so basically, so basically, he was he was hearing you the whole time, and he's just building yes, up. He, he's he's building up the the, the anger inside. So then, it just kind of overwhelmed him, and then he just lashed out. Yes, and then he stepped up to me, and I stood up, and I said, "Sir, sir," and he said, "Oh, now that I'm stepping up to you, now it's sir. Now that it's stepping up to you, now it's sir. Before it was it was Planet of the Apes. Now that I'm stepping up to you, it's sir." And I was like. I'm not, you know, anything. And then he came at me, and that's when I, 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 oh, I didn't know what to say. So I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I said the, the N word. I was like, because I was just so shocked. I was just, I did not expect to get hit. I did not expect to get in an altercation. I did not expect anything like that. So, 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 like, so, like you, you said, you said the last time that the N word slipped out when you got hit, or, yes, or, okay. Yes, 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 it did, sir. Yes, it did. And I, I am. I feel so bad about it. Nah, nah, don't 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 feel bad. Don't feel bad. Like like I said to you before. Next time you get hit, just go ahead and at that at that point, really at that point, once you start to kind of get into a confrontation and you're standing up, like I'm I'm getting I'm getting a weapon or something because I'm not trying to fight, really. So if you if you're trying to get up and get in my face, I'm I'm gonna have to actually hurt you. So I'll be like, so I need you to back up. Let's let's be cool. I'm, I'm gonna try to defuse the situation. If he's all on my face, I might, I might have to get some kind of something that's beside me, a wine glass, a bottle, a plate, and we're going to go in and get to, you know, to a Royal Rumble. I'm, I'm not really trying to have a, I'm not trying to lip wrestle with you. I'm trying to actually get into some Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or whatever. Yeah, and and the thing that, that really got me is that um, all the waiters saw and some of the people, it was, it was a slow night, and they came in between, and, and then the manager came out, and they were all like, they were like, oh, no, we heard what he was saying. He was saying racial things. He was being a racist. And the manager told me to get out, and they gave him a free meal and told him to stay and, and that the next meal yeah. was on them, too. That, that's, that's how it is. Was, that, that's how it is. But unfortunately, my, my time is up. I have to get to the next call. I'm sorry. But, right, yeah. Right. No, I, I'm sorry that, 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 I, that I hit you with that. Uh, it's, it's all good, but we got time. Thank, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one, sir. All right. Yeah, that, that, that's, that story affected him because he, he was saying that the last time. But shout out to the caller. He, he, he's a good caller. He just kind of like hung up on that story. But don't don't get, don't get don't feel bad, you know. But the next time, the way you handle that is if you are about to get into a fight, you got to get into fight mode. You know, you don't got to worry about trying to talk and all that. I'm not really trying to talk to you. If you're trying to fight, I'm going to say, sir, let's back up. Let's cool. Let's let's be. I'm going to try to defuse it. I'll be like, hey, no, nah, no, nah, let's let's not do that, man. Let's let's, let's chill. We in the restaurant. Let's let's not go down the fighting path because if we're fighting, we're fighting. So what's up? Let's let's not do that. But if he wants to get into your face and all of that, now I'm I'm in fight mode. I'm not really trying to talk no more. I got I got my lip zipped. That's pretty much how I'm gonna carry that. <laughs> that I ain't really doing nothing else. Alrighty. But uh let me get to the next call here. Hold on right quick. Let me just make sure everything's good, money. Uh all right, number to call, four three four, six five eight, one two two zero. Four two three. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is John. How you doing? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Not bad. Um, hey, so you know, the past uh, week or so, we've been hearing a lot of people pointing fingers at both sides and just complaining. Uh, but I haven't heard or seen a lot of solutions to what's been going on. Uh, and I just wanted to challenge everyone listening tonight to lead from the front and offer a solution by uh, volunteering in these communities uh, where all these problems are happening. So you're saying what, what, what could be the solution? Say again? 
You're saying what could be the solution? Is that what you're asking? No, no, no. I was, I was, uh, I was challenging everyone to step up and and volunteer their time, M- mentor someone, mentor young people, uh, and and try and uh, try and help, as, as opposed to just, you know, saying, "Hey, there's a problem." I mean, that's fine, but that ain't really, you know, it, I think it's going to take a big, I think it's going to be a little bit bigger than that. Like the mentoring, that's okay. But what you really got to do is get down to the core of what's happening. Uh, welfare state got to go. That's got to go because that's, that's, that's what, that's what's causing and funding all the dysfunction. I mean, the, the breakdown of family, all of that is because of, you got the safety net called the welfare state and get rid of that and have some real consequences for not behaving properly, not doing the right thing, then things will change because you ain't got no other choice. I think, I think that's the solution. That's the real actual way to get things done. Now, if you want to be a mentor, that's fine. But how about just having the family back together? You know, you can be a mentor, but if you got 75% of kids in the black community born outside of wedlock, then all the mentoring in the world is not going to solve that problem. It's a good thing to do. Don't get that wrong. But I think it's kind of like throwing a pebble in the ocean. In my humble opinion, we got to get to the actual source of the water flow, which is the welfare state and a lot of the bad things that we do in our society. And also just elevating the worst among us. Like Candace was saying, we elevate the worst among us and then wonder why the worst among us are there because we, we, we put them on a pedestal. And then the best of us don't get elevation and don't get attention. And then we wonder why they, they leave the so-called black community and have no other choice. So I think the, the mentorship is cool, but that's not really, like I said, pebble in the ocean. That's just my humble opinion, though. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for being here. You guys have been the best callers on the Internet. So I'm going to try to get to a few more calls. Uh, I got about a half hour left. Y'all just, you know, I, I appreciate you guys for being here. All right, caller on the line. Sister, y'all, who am I speaking to? Caller, can you hear me? Hear me? I heard you well. I got a little bit of feedback in the background, though. Oh, my I, 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 my bad. Uh, so, um, my name is Tyrone. I'm from Illinois. I just really want to comment on uh, the whole defunding of the police. I'll make it real quick. Um, pretty much, um, you know, uh, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if most people realize that back in the 90s when the police force in Chicago was mostly not funded as well as they should be. And you look at all that violence. Look at all the violence that's going on right now. And they're over, and they said that they want to decrease spending of the police, and you can't even get Chicago under control. Um, they call it Chirac. Um, just last Weekend, I believe 80 people died within the course of three days. So it's it's crazy. They got a race war going out there. It's, I, I don't know. I just wanted your opinion pretty much on the whole Chirac and defunding the police, and they can't even get the, the city under control. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you have just lawless areas that would be total, totally lawless and totally vulnerable to every gang in the country and in the world if you don't have any police people don't understand what the police do they don't understand the proactive policing they don't understand the people that get caught that you would never see they never hit the street they they don't really understand they don't really get the whole scope of what the police do so when there's no police i mean there's no deterrent 
it, even in Chicago right now, there's no deterrent, really, or it's less of a deterrent. <clears throat> Pardon me. Like, you can kill somebody, get out in a short period of time, five years, seven years, eight years, you know, revolving door, people getting arrested over and over again. It's the same few people that do it. Without even that little bit of deterrence, it's going to be even worse. And it's not just the game bangers that get killed. People say, oh, it's just the game bangers killing each other. No, it's not. Um, I've been in shootouts, not myself, like, fighting. I'm talking about I'm in my house, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 bam, bam, everybody's shooting around me. It was one shootout that lasted for minutes. I'm talking about I don't know where, to get, where they were getting their guns, how they were reloading, but it lasted for minutes. It was in the news the next day. A lady was standing right by a microwave and the bullet came in the house and pierced through the, the wall into the microwave where she was finding up some, where she, where she was warming up some chicken to eat. You understand? Like, that's going on. Okay, people getting into the bathtubs because the bullet's coming through the door. That's a normal thing. Little kids get hit, grandma, grandpa, all of that. Then you got the robbery, home invasion. You got your grandma, grandpa, pregnant ladies getting hit, beat up, killed. And it's normal. One case that really... Um, was shocking that nobody really cared about was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a whole family got killed. Like outside having the cookout, everybody, the 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 pregnant mother and the baby died. Um, the husband, brother, mom, everybody, like six people got killed at once. Okay. And Wendy Bell, she was working for KD, not the KDKA yet. She she was on TV. And on her Facebook page, she expressed anger over it, saying, hey, we know who did it. African-American men, get him on a, you know, get him, arrest him. She got fired for that. People don't really care about what's really happening. And if you want to talk about it, sometimes you can get fired and get in trouble. They want to focus on the lowest hanging fruit because that's acceptable to talk about. And it's, it's way for them to try to advance their goal. But it's not really a real thing that it help. It'll just make these things worse. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you 110 percent. I'm just happy to be on the, you know, pick up the phone call um, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I I love you. I love your show. And Trump 2020, man. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yep. All right. Shout out to the caller. But yeah, that, that case in Pittsburgh was ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. But hey, you know, it, it is what it is. All righty. So... Let's get to the next call. Like I said, 434 All righty. Now one oh, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. Hello. How are you? Hi, doing good. Real quick, I want to do the perspective of, I always say American um, from Mexican descent, but right now Latinos are starting to realize they're on the back burner. They're not talking about detention. They're not talking about any of that DACA. And I think there's going to be a bigger movement of Hispanics, even though they won't say it, to vote for Trump. Yeah, I think so. I'm seeing that a lot right now all over the Internet. People that I know that are calling me, talking about it. I think that's happening because, yeah. you know, everybody is seeing what's happening and they are making a decision based on what's happening. I think it's, I think it's going to be a big movement for Hispanics to go to Trump, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the big thing was detention centers. Nobody's talking about it, and they're realizing it. I think it'll be the, like the last election where they're not going to voice it, but they're going to vote it. And, you know, that's just what I think. So. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, thank you so much to get other callers, and thank you for what you do and all the patriots on here. Love it. All right, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. All right, shout out to the caller. All righty. Let's get to me, get to the next call. Number to call, 434-658-1220-580. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, my gosh. Kelly from Oklahoma. All righty, Kelly. What's Lord going on? Lord mercy. You are hard to get a hold of. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's really busy tonight. There's a lot of people watching, so it's really hard to get on. Well, let me tell you. Oh, my gosh, ODL. Oklahoma, okay? So we had a peaceful protest, as they say. But guess what happened? Our, our Murrah Federal Building memorial was defaced. I don't know if you know about that. No, I don't. But our national memorial, it was defaced. And, and I'm telling you, I'm so upset and I'm so angry, not just because of that. Because I understand things like this are happening all over the nation. But when I have a friend whose daughter, oh, she's going to go down and peacefully protest. And I'm just like, you're creating part of the problem. You are creating a number that the police have to deal with. If everybody that wants to be peaceful would stay home and let this pass, and then they would just have to deal with the people who are out of control, I guess. I don't know. But I'm, And I told her, I said, let me tell you what you do. She has a brand new Jeep. I said, let me tell you what you do. You take that new Jeep. I said, don't you dare park it a mile away. Don't you dare. I said, you pull it up because she's on her Facebook. I'm so sorry, you know. Basically, I'm sorry I'm white. I guess that's the thing now. And I told her, I said, don't you dare. Don't you dare pull your, you pull your vehicle right up front. And what you need to tell them is, look, I'm sorry I'm white. So therefore, and I'm sorry I have a new vehicle. So if you feel the need to tear one up, here's mine. I sacrificed it. And if you, and if they want to burn down a house, give them your address. (laughs) <laughs> right, and exactly. At some point, right, right. And at some point during the night, or I was watching, and the, the policemen, they kneeled in solidarity, whatever that is. And so then they started yelling at him, oh, that's not enough, that's not enough. You're kneeling for the camera. And I wanted to say, what is enough? What is enough? And I saw the one where these people were kneeling down in front of, Black people, I'm not even going to be politically correct. My God, we're white, we're black, we're brown. That's what we are. And they were, you know, they were saying a prayer. And the prayer was, there was nothing wrong with the prayer. But to kneel in front of another person, I'm like, let me tell you what I'll do. I'll kneel. I'll kneel at the foot of the cross. And you kneel beside me. But I will not kneel to someone like that. I'm not going to do it. And, you know, and at this point, I feel silenced because I can't have an opinion because I'm white. And if I have a different opinion than you, then I'm a racist. And I watched you today. I watched you with whoever that chick was that was, all I could see was steam coming out of her ears. That, that, that was she Reese. She was so calm. Yeah. What was her name? Reese, Reese Everson. See, I don't even know her, but I, but I was just going like, oh my gosh. And I just, I said a prayer for you. You didn't, don't even think you needed it. It was just, I was so proud of you. But, and at the end, 
what I wanted to just say was you cannot be rational with irrational people. You can't. And we, there and there was a wreck, right, you know, on 19th Street here and more. People have wrecks, right? It happens. But guess what was happening? There were three policemen out there. One was directing traffic. Another had two or three little kids because there were kids in the car. And he was, you know, down on his knees and he was whatever he was doing. Ambulance were coming. And I'm like... Yeah, you know what? And then when you get in an accident, you have to, for your insurance, what do you need? A police report. What are they going to do if you have no police? And then little things like that they're not thinking of. But anyway, I just support you. I say prayers for you. I'm proud of you. I watch you on Brandon Tatum, and I'm like, man. You are a leader. You are a leader among men, and just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, thank you for the call. Definitely and appreciate. I'll... Okay. Have a great evening. All right. Now, same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. All right. Call you on the line two one nine. Who am I speaking to? Hi. This is Mark from Northwest Indiana. How you doing? Everything's great. Can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Um, I, I just want to keep it short and sweet and make two points. First, these people out here, these so-called quote-unquote peaceful protesters, they want to pretend like it's still about um, George Floyd and still about Black Lives Mattering. But if it was about Black Lives Mattering to them, they'd be flying David Dorn flags. They'd be flying the flags of all these people who've been killed in the riots. That's right. I think the death toll. I think I think death toll was at like eighteen or nineteen now. Most of whom were black, and mostly mostly killed by other black people. But it doesn't really matter, I suppose. And uh, and it's it's like we we see through it. They keep pretending it's about Black Lives Mattering. They keep pretending it's about George Floyd. We see right through it. Right. And, and they got to realize we're seeing through it. The second thing I wanted to just mention real quick is that. I live in the general area of Gary, Indiana, Hammond, Indiana, across the border from Chicago. It's sort of almost like a suburb of Chicago. And they say that when you're a kid, the, the tension leading up to a punishment can be more effective than the punishment themselves. And I can kind of feel that because for me, like I'm living life wondering every time I turn around the corner to go to the grocery store, is there going to be some big riot on a major street by me? Is it going to spill over in here now? And it's like e either come either come to me. And let's get it over with. Like, I, look, I'm not, I'm no soldier. I'm, I'm a fat, nerdy white guy playing video games in his house. I don't want to go to war on my streets, but this tension is not the kind of life to live. I'm wondering every time I go around the corner, is there going to be some kind of situation? Am I driving myself into something when I try to go to the grocery store? And just living under that tension is, I think, the really big sort of effect that it's having on a lot of people, even the ones who aren't in the riots, even the people whose homes haven't been burned down yet. We're all living under this tension thinking, when I round this corner to go to the grocery store, am I going to be seeing a group of people with Molotovs in their hands ready to burn my car down? Like, you just don't know. That's, that's a very good question. I mean, that's, that's a very good uh, point to make. And that's, that's a problem, that the tension in the air, that can create a lot of other problems as well. Even if it's not right there in front of you, you think that it could be, it might be. So now you're on edge, everybody's on edge. It's just not a good environment to live in, to, 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 to operate in. Right, and it, like I said, look, I'm no soldier, I'm not cut out for the military, the police. 
And I would love to have somebody else go in and do my job of removing these domestic terrorists from my country for me, which is why I support Trump calling in the National Guard. Maybe the Army's a little overstepping it due to the Constitution, but like I said, I'm the kind of guy that I love when somebody else goes out and does my job for me. But I also, I, I mean, I stay strapped. If I go around the corner and somebody's getting ready to pull me out of my car, like, I don't want to be in that situation like any responsible gun owner. I never want to draw my weapon or shoot somebody, but we're getting closer and closer to the point where more and more of us are not going to have that choice to make. That's right. 1,000%. All right. Well, thank you for having me on the show tonight. And uh, just uh, stay safe for yourself and uh, everybody out there. Uh, thank you for watching Anthony Brian Logan and getting his numbers up. All right, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Keeping it all the way real. That's, all, that's the only way you can be. Let's get to the next call. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yes, this is Thomas from St. Paul, Minnesota. All righty. What's going on? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm watching your call right now. And I've only seen a few of your videos, but you seem like a really intellectual person about how everything is going. And I just want to get your personal view about what do you think that's going on with, you know, how everything is happening from the, you know, epicenter of Minneapolis to what's, you know, spreading out to all these major cities. What's going to be happening to everyone that's just, you know, a month ago, everyone's going on with their normal lives and how everything was just normal. And then just boom, all of a sudden within one day, everything just goes from normal to almost like borderline. Everyone's talking about either like a civil war or a race war, or how is this, how is this going to affect everyone? What's, what's going to happen? I mean, is it just a conspiracy theory or is it just something that people are talking about or what's going to happen? What What is with everyone? What's on their mind? I'm not sure what you mean as far as like what's going to be the end game, what's going to be the end result of all these things that are happening right now? Basically, I mean, one thing is just is it just talk or is it just is it is it people announcing a plan? I guess that's kind of my question where it's kind of going towards. I mean, what you mean? Like, are people talking about race war? Like, what what is the thing that you're concerned that could happen as a result of all this? Well, one of my main 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 concerns is is like how most people is they're they either going to be falling under two groups. They're going to be people that are, I'm I'm not being racist or anything, but they're white and they're trying to sympathize to the point that they're saying that I understand, but they really don't, but they want to be on that side that they don't want to be targeted, which they still are in some cities, or they're going to be in this one category of people that they're like, Oh, well, since it's not exactly affecting me, I shouldn't have to worry about anything. But if somebody comes up and asks the question, and suddenly become hostile. I mean, what does that go from citizen to citizen? I mean, is it something that's, is, is, is it just a hive mind of somebody just placing thoughts in other people's heads, like something like a tweet, or is it just going to be like something like, you know, a mass of people that are actually forming now nah, it won't it won't really be anything. What's, what's happening right now is that people are just kind of going out there and trying to steal because they know that 
the officers won't really do anything in most places and there's no military presence on the streets as of yet. And then a lot of time the National Guard ain't doing nothing. They're there doing the Macarena and stuff like that at the end of their shift, so they ain't going to do nothing either. So they just feel like they got free reign to go out here and loot. And then some of these so-called peaceful protesters are out here just to get some attention. You got Instagrammers out there trying to take pictures and stuff like that. And then they're bored, want something to do. You got a lot of kids that just want to be out there and be part of the melee. People trying to virtue signal. Everybody has their own reason. But when they come down to war for real, when they come down to really fighting for real, I don't think most people are really about it. The people that are going to be out there fighting are the ones that are always out there fighting. You know, that's generally how that works. I don't think that it would be anything really beyond that. Uh, if it is, I'd be highly surprised. It could happen, but I'm, I'll be really surprised. Most people, like my man said, they're just called, they, they're not really trying to be about war. They're just trying to chill, watch Netflix, play video games, and live normal life. So I don't think it would be anything beyond what it is right now, uh, honestly. Right. And the, the one more thing before, you know, I go is that um, – What's with everyone going into this, you know, this crisis is what some people call it, compared to, I mean, me being in St. Paul, just right across a stone throws away from the epicenter of where this crisis actually happened in Minneapolis, that it went from one city to the next, which is not even, you know, a 10-minute drive away compared to all these other major cities. And a lot of people was talking about how, is it something that's actually coordinated? Is it just a group of people? Do these people understand? Or is it just like what you're saying? It's just like a call for people to say, hey, something happened. Hey, it's our time. Let's go out and go loot. Or is it, hey, it's our time. Let's make our voice be heard. Some of it is some of it is organized, like the Antifa types. They're organized and paid a lot of times to go out here and just cause general chaos to push forward their particular political narrative, which is basically anarchy to try to take over the, the government and do whatever they want to do. And then you have those that are just kind of opportunists, the local people that don't really know exactly what Antifa are about. They're just out there because there's a lot of people, general chaos is happening, and they're seizing the moment to go and steal stuff. That's generally what's happening. And it ain't really nothing else. And then, you know, you got your game bangers and thugs that are out there just fighting as normal. And since there's less law enforcement that's going to really be out there to curtail them, they're also kind of seizing the moment to do whatever they want to do. But once there's uh, less people out there, in the you know, talk about the peaceful people, once less people out there and police are able to be in more places to put out the fires, I think you'll have less of what's happening. But hey, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Anthony. Thank you for having me on the call, and I'll just stick to your stream right now. Thank you for the call. Thank you very much. Thank you for having all right, shout out to the caller. Sorry I hung up on him, but I, I, I got a lot of calls. All right. All righty, 8617, who is this? Who am I speaking to? Caller, can you hear me? Caller. Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Yeah, am I on the air? You on the air, yeah. who am I speaking to? Yeah, yeah, ABA, what's up, man? Yeah, it's Paul from China, man. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm in the Starbucks. I hope, you, I hope it's not a lot of background noise so, oh, but i don't have i don't have wi-fi at home right now so i have to get online at, at, at the starbucks kick, kick show man oh it's all good man what's what's happening okay yeah i won't hold you man i just got uh you know i just got one question man um what needs to be done you know um i know that i've been watching the news i know that a lot of people out there are not doing the right thing 
They're uh, rioting, you know, looting and beating people up, destroying businesses. You know, they're not um, honoring Mr. Floyd the way they're supposed to, and they're not uh, protesting, you know, the the mature, responsible, respectable way. So I know it's a lot of folks doing doing the wrong thing, but ultimately, you know, all this does stem from a problem, and the problem is, um, you know, um, attacks on blacks, whether it's law enforcement or civilians. I think the, the, the wellspring of all this is uh, attacks on blacks with no repercussions. You know, civilians got the uh, stand your ground law that they can run to for an acquittal. Uh, cops got to have a whole plethora of um, uh, laws and regulations or whatever they can run to for an acquittal. And I think that's the, um, that's the source of all, all the, the anger. You know, it's just like attacks on blacks with no repercussions. And, you know, most, most of us, I think, are, have our head in the right place and are out there doing the right thing. Um, I know it's a lot of bad apples out there that are using this as an excuse to pillage and plunder and, 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 and be, you know, savage and neolithic and whatever. But just that's the, that's the question, man. You know, I, the way I see it, the problem is attacks on blacks, killing blacks with no repercussions. And just, one, just, just uh, put your thoughts out there, man, you know, like, what needs to be done to fix the problem, I guess, the way I see it? Well, I mean, as far as attacks on blacks, I mean, the, the obvious problem is among the black community itself. I mean, that's that's the real issue. People die every day. People get shot, killed every day. And it's not really a big deal. It only becomes a problem or reaches national attention when it's a white person involved. And that's the reality. You know, the whole um, stand your ground law became a problem when Zimmerman did it at Trayvon Martin, but what people don't talk about is how blacks in Florida um, account for like 33% of all stand your ground cases where they use it in their defense successfully. So, you know, it actually helps us more than it hurts us. Then they try, we, we were trying to get it repealed. It's like, well, let's pause for a minute and zoom out and look at what's really going on. Since we're trying to, not, not everybody, but a lot of us trying to ignore black on black violence, we ignore the fact that we use that a lot in our defense. You know, somebody might try to come up on somebody, shoot them, kill them, rob them or whatever, and then they shoot them and protect their life. They might go to court for it. They might almost go to the penitentiary, if not for the stand your ground law, but then they use it in their defense successfully. So I think if we look at what's really going on and pay attention to that, then we get an understanding of what's going on and we're better able to focus our energy on the source of our actual demise rather than the low hanging fruit of a Zimmerman or somebody else. And then in the case in, um, what's that, Minneapolis, people don't even know how he died, really. There's a, a an assumption, but they don't even know, nor do they know how the court case is going to be. Before there was even a charge, before it was even anything, we're out there rioting already. People are just taking advantage of the moment for whatever they want. They're not looking at what's really going on. So that's pretty much my viewpoint on it. Okay, just a quick follow-up. Uh, do you think that, it, that people could comfortably say that when uh, blacks kill blacks, blacks are, you know, thoroughly prosecuted and convicted and, and, and so forth. And when non-blacks kill blacks, um, you know, there is a higher rate of acquittals and, and the uh, law enforcement doesn't bring the hammer down as, as swiftly and as heavily. Well, no, I don't think so, because look at cities like Chicago, New York, et cetera, mm -hmm. where they have a very low clearance rate. 
you're talking about only 15 percent of the cases in chicago even get um adjudicated at all you got a lot of unsolved murders out there in the black community but everybody knows who does it but anybody gonna tell it's no stitching so we, we know what's going on but nobody says anything so when you're talking about you know when a black person kills a black person they they normally get through the court process to get convicted it's not true because we have to actually get to the court process first to even go through there and then if you do get convicted in a lot of these liberal cities you get light numbers you got guys that kill people that got like five years in jail six years in jail eight years in jail you know in new york they were letting out people that had violent crimes gun crimes all of that because of the virus you know takashi 69 this dude put a hit on somebody on camera and got out after like a year and a half of the federal penitentiary so it's like all right what do we really we got to focus on what's really going on and, and look at it for real because a lot of us you know, we, we kind of like gloss over it and don't really examine it. Therefore, we have a skewed sense of what's actually happening out there in the streets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, hey man, very uh, intellectual response, you know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hold you, man. I know you got 1,500 people <laughs> waiting to call in. I'm a peel off, but uh, thank you, man. I'm glad I was able to, to catch you. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll catch you next time. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. Okay. I think that I'm going to take one more call and then I have to stop the show because I got, well, not stop the show. I got one more call and then I'm going to get super chats. I got to read those. So we're going to be here for a little while longer. Let me get to one more call and then I'm going to wrap it on up, put a nice bow on the top. Let's go. 330. Oh, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 330. Hey, can you hear me okay? I hear you well. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Josh. How are you? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Oh, doing very good. Hey, I just uh, wanted to shout out to everyone <clears throat> that's working hard day in, day in and day out. You're doing a fantastic job, by the way. I just found your channel today. It's very good stuff. Very good. Um, Thank you. Really, I think, I think we all really work hard to focus on goals and drive. <clears throat> and I think that's where we need to be is to... Uh, have have a path and have a destination that you want to get to. You got to focus on family, raising your kids, and I think it's a fantastic thing. I mean, everybody, everybody's doing a very good job, and it's tough out there. <clears throat> uh, my next thing was, uh, and at any point, if it ever cuts out, just let me know. Was uh, the accusations right now that are going on? Uh, it's just unjust because th there's there's so many of us that looks straight past <clears throat> color. It's, it's not that it's not clear to us that way. Like we don't, we don't really, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, the last thing was, uh, the parents, you know, this starts in the home and, and being raised from a young boy or girl. Uh, it's just, we, we got to not, not accuse people and not, um, make it seem as if other people are, are against us or bad, you know, raise them as well as you can with core values and faith. And by the time that they get old enough, they'll, they'll have their run in with some bad people. I mean, it, it's unfortunate there is, but they will see that uh, the majority of, of the world is definitely not really that way. I mean, maybe I'm not seeing that. That could, it could be very well the issue, but I, very observant in that way. Right. What do you think? 
No, I, th- I, th- I think you. I think you're. I think you're making some sense here. Very good. Well, that, those are just the final points I wanted to to make, and I appreciate the time. Well, thank and you for the doing co- a good job. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. All right. I have to. I have to go now. You guys have been great. But I'm not, not going to go yet. I have no more calls, but I got super chats right quick. And the video I was just playing, that was from um, the Georgia National Guard. They were in Atlanta, you know, getting ready to go off their shift doing the Macarena. That's what's happening. Okay. Matter of fact, I got a few videos right quick. Before I, before I go, I got some videos. Hold on. Let me just play this here. Short videos, a few seconds. So just, just so you can see the foolishness is going on right now. Excuse me. Okay. Now... What's happening here? At a, at a protest? Is that what we're doing at a protest? Okay, let's let's get to the next video. Hold on. Now, this I think I think this is Jacob Fry, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Have to take responsibility here. I've been coming to grips with my own brokenness in this situation, my own failures, my own shortcomings, and I know there needs to be deep-seated structural reform in terms of how the department operates. The systemic, the racist system needs to be revamped. The police union needs to be put in its place. We need to make sure that everything from the union contract to the way that the arbitration functions to the way that our officers and the culture and the department behaves. Jacob Fry, we have a yes or no question for you. Hey! So right here, they're trying to get him to defund the police. You see her face mask. How do you get these custom made like that? Where's money coming from from that? I don't know, but I digress. Keep going. Jacob Fry, we have a yes or no question for you. Yes or no, will you commit to defunding Minneapolis Police Department? What did I say? We don't want no more police. Is that clear? We don't want people with guns toting around in our community. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you, did you hear what you just said? If you don't want people with guns in your community just toting them around, then... Why you get rid of the police? If the police ain't there, who's going to fill the vacuum? Laeme? Oh, boy. If, if Laeme come in there and... T- Man, please. You be, you be dead ASAP. Don't even... Don't, don't play that game. You know, protect yourself and keep the police. Shooting us down. You have an answer. It is a yes or a no. It is a yes or a no. Will you defund the Minneapolis Police Department? All right. Be quiet, y'all. It's important that we hear this because if y'all don't know, he's up for re-election next year. If y'all don't know, he's up for re-election next year. And if he says no, guess what the fuck we gonna do next year? Sorry for the cussing. It's not my fault. It's her. Go home. Go home, Jacob. 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 Go home. Go home,
So all that kneeling, all that crying, all that whining for George Floyd, and look at that. Chew like garbage. But when you present yourself like you're weak, like you're just a boy, when you're a man, that's how you get treated. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. All right, and do I have anything else I wanted to show? Uh, I, I showed you the blackface video. I showed you the little crazy. Okay, oh, one last one. This is not like a long, this is just some, just footage. Okay, now, the, and the caption from Michael Knowles is right on point. He says, President Donald Trump should hold a massive campaign rally this week. Do you see this? This is in Philadelphia. You see all these people in, in the road, in the street? So, okay, if that's fine, why can't we do Why can't we have a rally? Why can't we go to church? Why can't we be in Guitar Center with more than two people at a time? You tell me. What's really going on? This is, this is ridiculous. I mean, so you're telling me you can get a fine or locked up for having church service for opening your salon. You can get locked up in Texas, no less. But you can be in Philly with this kind of riot. Oh, it's because you're fighting against white supremacy. Oh, okay. So, so the virus don't matter no more. Okay, I get it. All right, all right. That's why I was saying that this whole thing is a hoax. It's phony. It's ridiculous. It's overblown. Do, do you see now? Do you see what I was talking about? Did the virus go away? Did they cure the virus? Is it a vaccine or what? I was told that we're not going to go back to normal until there's a vaccine on the books. We can't go to church, work, school, nothing without a vaccine. But what's this? What's, what's this? A mass of people. Some might have masks, some might not, but they're elbow to elbow, deep. Thousands of people. That's fine, right? Oh, okay. And look, you see there's more. It's not even done. If you can't see this, this is in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. And there's thousands of people on the street. There's so many people, they got to have an aerial view. It's like, it's, it's, it's probably about a good... 30,000 people, 30 to 40,000 people in Philly lined up down the street. 30 to 40,000, easy 20,000, no problem. Probably about 30 to 40. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm being kind of, you know, conservative with my estimate. I mean, so what, what, what virus? We've canceled the virus. It's funny how the cure for the riots, pardon me, the cure for the virus were the riots. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the virus don't do crowds. Yeah, I tried, I tried to go to Guitar Center to get some headphones. They made me, or they, they tried to make me. I didn't do it. I got, my, got them on Amazon anyway. They were talking about, you got to wear a mask, number one. And then number two, you got to stand outside on exits that were six foot apart and go into the store one by one. But you can have a crowd 40,000 deep in Philadelphia, and that's fine. It's stupid. It, I mean, just so silly. People are sheep. That's the reality of what's going on here. Okay, let's get to some super chats, and then I'm wrapping on up, put a bow on the top. All right, now let me see. Thank you to New Wave Basanova who said, Keep up the great work. Thank you for the stream. Are you welcome for the stream? Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Michael LaCuff for becoming a member of the ABO um, squad as a superstar. Thank you to Talix001 who says, Honestly, what do people expect when you tell racial group that they are evil? And oh, oh, let me start over. Honestly, what did people expect when you tell racial group A they are evil and racial group B that A is out to destroy them? I think that what we're seeing is predictable. I, I agree with you. Thank you for that. Thank you to my man, Killer Sushi 99 who says, defund police. If you think Karen's are bad now, 
Imagine that Karen has been made a commander of a block watch or has actual power. Thank you. Exactly. There are 276 active militias in the United States. I bet they like all this talk. Yes. People think you're going to have the police, quote unquote, defunded and then replace them with like something better. Well, I mean, how you figure they're going to be better? No government oversight. They can do whatever they want. No kind of real training. What's going to happen? Thank you for that. that that's how the SS started, by the way. But, but we'll, we'll move on. Shout out to Risking My Biscuit 420, who says that interview was really good on TV. Go on TV, do more. Hey, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to Reese. Thank you to XX John Warbart for the donations. I appreciate you, boss. Shout out to Robert Allen, who says, what's your opinion on the mayor of Minneapolis getting shamed by a crowd of thousands for not wanting to dismantle the police? Well, we just saw that, and that was really pathetic, really ridiculous. He looked like a boy and not a man. And if you're going to be a mayor, if you're going to be in any kind of position of power, you can't be like, you got to be a man regardless of what. You got to be a man. You, you can't let, you can't just do that. Stand on what you believe in. Don't be in the crowd kowtowing. There's no purpose. You know, getting cussed at, get the F out of here, man, please. Ain't no way. If I was a mayor, I'd be, I'd be Iron Fist. That ain't going to go down with me. Thank you to Jonathan Neforez, who says, response to my comment before to add that you made me feel as though my voice matters. I'm so happy that I have another conservative voice to rally behind besides Crowder. Thank you so much. You have my support for good. Hey, man, thank you for that. I appreciate you, man. I really do. Thank you to Valentine's Tube who says, you must have seen my comments like your stuff. Hey, I, I'll try to watch everybody and see what they're doing. And I thank you for your support. Shout out to Angelina, Angelia, sorry me, Bates, who says, ABL, keep up the good work. I love that you are straight down the middle. Hey, I just call up how I would see it. I don't try to put too much fluff on it. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Rachel Washington who says, hey, ABL, uh, you know who Tim Tempe is? Yeah. I saw that whole thing. A white man killed by the Dallas police, killed in just about the same way as George Floyd. They knelt on his back for 14 minutes. If you watch the video, the ambulance medic was so mad. Yeah, and then they were laughing, cracking jokes and everything in the video, but it wasn't a big deal because he's white. You know, wrong race, ain't it? Shout out to the Minus Parable who says, WATV.org for Christians, anyone who wants. Thank you for that. Shout out to Grant Kirkman who says, hello, this Englishman, I'll be posting videos, which I think will be very relevant to, I'll do anything I can. Hey, it's all good, man. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Nature Boy Alfie who says, last week in Chicago was burning. This week, much better. Not, <laughs> not beta. Great show, ABL. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to No Go who says, Tony Temper, Duncan Limp. Duncan Limp was very sad. Um, shot with a no-not raid while he was in the bed. Next to his girlfriend sleeping, very unfortunate. Troy Good and Robert Finnecum. I did, um, uh, Lavoy Finnecum. I, I did a, a lot of videos on that. They, they're white. They don't really people don't really care. It's only it only matters when it's black on white. I mean, pardon me, when it's white on black, not black on white. They don't care about black on white. That's if you, if you talk about black on white, you're racist. If you talk about white on black, then you're a martyr. Then you're then you're um, woke and you're virtuous. Shout out to Bill Moynihan who says, I like your perspective on this. There would be a lot less street crime of the racial tension if white collar crime was prosecuted more seriously. Um, I'm not really sure. That's a good question, but thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to my man, Killer Sushi, who says, your father gives you your story. He connects you to your past. He presents the path to the future. If we can restore that in America, there's hope. I absolutely agree. You know, you know, with me, it was dad, granddad, everybody. You know, it, it really was important. Shout out to America's favorite Brazilian who says people won't go home. Parents need to feed kids. 
I'm right there with you. Shout out to Audible Adventures who says, keep up the great work we'll do. Can't do nothing less. Shout out to Sidelore87 who says, howdy from Texas. Love what you speak of and would like, would love to speak on the show. Keep at it, man. Hey, it's all good. Hopefully you're able to get on. You know, my thing is, it's kind of hard people to get on because so many people trying to call and the system ain't really set up for that. And thank you for your donation. Shout out to TSM Space who says, I think police start being police too young. First career is probably too young to be able to make the right decisions in stressful situations. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Gail Evoy for your donation. Shout out to Ulysses Torres, who says, Jacob Cup Frey, uh, Fry. Thank you for that. Shout out to Galen Spears, who says, thank you for your service and your voice. Hey, no problem. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to XX. John Warbot for your last donation says last one. Thank you for your your participation. Thank you to Twenty who says regardless of the vague and in regardless of the vague end game, people are blindly seeking. What do you expect to be left after all of this? People already looting weapons. It's a matter of time until rule of bullets are used. Yeah, it's already happened. People are already getting shot. Um, we gotta guess we have to get stronger in the street. We can't be out there doing the Macarena and playing basketball with kids. We don't got time for that. We gotta get stronger in the streets. Take the streets back. So the streets won't overtake us. Very good question. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to TSM, TSM Space who says gangs are malicious. We don't say that, but they count as malicious. Malicious are the real concern because they might really fight. Yeah, they're ready. They're ready to rock. So we got to be concerned about that. Thank you to Plugged In who says this is all planned. They're moving into phase three now. It's all out of Valensky's playbook. Read the last refuge right up about it. It's spot on. I'll check them out. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Valerie Rogers, who says the left wing is trying to start a war. They're trying to. Hopefully they are not successful at that. Shout out to Hudson Jackson, the second who says congrats on 400K. Thank you very much, sir. Definitely appreciate it. Defunding the police will lead to protection rackets as well as no go zones. Absolutely. On a lighter note, looks like I have to pursue my EA and activation reparations by asking them for free games. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't put out Black Lives Matter. All right. Well, Black Lives Matter. Let me, let me get a free game. Let me get free in-game currency. All that good stuff. How about that? Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Juniper P who says, keep on keeping on. Thank you for keeping it real. Hey, can't, can't do nothing else but that. Shout out to T-Bone who says, mass shootings going to skyrocket. I'm afraid of. With the prayer emoji, hopefully not. We don't, have, we don't have no time for that. But I think right now, everybody's got to get armed. If they want to leave us unprotected, unguarded, then we got to protect ourselves. You know, if there's a threat of that happening, protect yourself. But really, all the time, protect yourself, regardless of what. It don't matter if you have a great police force or not, because you never know what could happen. All right. Shout out to Killer Fisher 99 who says this donation is made on behalf of Ivan. <laughs> you know what's hiding in his basement right now, like Joe Biden with no internet connection. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you to Old Pueblo Digger for your donation with the thumbs up. Thank you to Alyssa's Tories who says Creepy Joe says you ain't black. Exactly. I am black. He ain't. Shout out to Michelangelo who says racism equals victimism. Hashtag freedom ain't free. Thank you for your donation. Very well said. Thank you to good person for your donation. Shout out to another angry hobo channel who says based off woke logic, how many of these people protesting the rights and over racism are prejudiced against homeless people? Do you think a lot of them, most of them, you know, they don't really, you know, and they're prejudiced against everybody they're talking about. Like I was um, showing earlier in the video, they're talking about, you know, we were protesting the unjust effort of a black man. Meanwhile, they want to assault a black officer, calling them on top of racial slurs. So they don't really like anybody. They like those that agree with them. If you disagree with them, all the identity stuff will go out the window. It don't matter what you are. If you LGBTQ, ABCD, EFG, black, white, Puerto Rican, candy strike, they don't care. If you're not on their same team, they don't care nothing about how you identify. 
Thank you to Rakusa. Hopefully I didn't butcher that, who says, sadly, I learned that my daughter is raising money to defund the police, support Black Lives Matter, to get rioters out of jail, plus supporting Black-owned businesses. Do you have a point of view on the support of businesses based on skin color? Well, that's kind of tricky. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with supporting Black-owned business. If you want to, you shouldn't be forced to. You can support whatever you want. Like, I can donate. Like, I I'll donate to people that I feel like need to be donated to. I'll support whatever I want to support. It doesn't really matter. That's your business. But as far as, you know, raise money to get out uh, people that have been locked up for rioting, for hurting people, I'm not a fan of that. And to defund the police, I'm not a fan of that either because it's going to cause danger. It's going to cause harm, you know, and Black Lives Matter. You should not support them either. So I'm not a fan of that not, not at all. If she can hear me right now and listen to me as a black person that they come from these kind of environments that come from the quote unquote streets. I would say what you're doing right now is hurting more than it's helping. Now, if I, if you don't want to believe me, just believe yourself, then that's fine. But I could tell you what I know from my own experience. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to, uh, Casperia. So if I didn't butcher that, who says, uh, rioting slash looting cures the virus. I think of all the lives that could have been saved if rioting and looting started the, at the beginning of the pandemic. Exactly. If we would have just had a riot rather than a lockdown, it would be no virus. Thank you to BK Standard 88 who says they are literally singling out the white folks. Exactly. Yep. Shout out to Alyssa Stories who says the mayor looked like Tim Pool. <laughs> he did a little bit. Shout out to Dakota Dakota. I know I butchered that and I'm sorry. Who says I'm white, I'm not hating, and I'm not kneeling. Keep up the good work, ABO. Thank you for your donation. And shout out to you for sending your ground and being a human being. Thank you to Arson Millman, who says, we the people. Absolutely. You already know what time it is right over my shoulder. Shout out to another Angry Hammer Hobo channel who says, if by what logic most of these protesters are prejudiced against the homeless, should they get on their knees and beg homeless for forgiveness? You know, they ain't going to do that. They're going to do whatever they want to do. They don't care about being consistent in their logic because they have no real logic. Thank you to Mr. Doug, who says, please, please pray for United States and Trump. Absolutely. Thank you to Michelangelo for becoming an ABO supporter. Shout out to Earthbound Mortal immortal pardon me who says what do you think of andrew yang not a fan is just socialism wrapped up in a nice little package um chinese asset in my humble opinion not really a guy that i trust at all but thank you for your donation shout out to the great area who says new york jets player jamal adams attacked breeze on twitter meanwhile new york city aborts when babies then are born and black on black crime is rampant hashtag fake woke exactly People don't really talk. They don't, they don't care about the real issues. They talk about, you know, superficial little small things that they can wrap their mind around. And they don't do a good job. They, they don't do a good job talking about really small surface issues, let alone some of the bigger ones. Thank you to Jam 55, who says treat others the way you want to be treated. People need structure. No police. You'll have somebody like General Butt Naked running your street. Exactly. One thousand percent. You will have General Butt Naked out there. All right. That's why he was out. But ain't no police out there. You're going to have general butt naked doing whatever he wants to do. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Michelangelo who says these people need to vote. That's where the power of the people lives. These protesters don't understand that they are begging for change as if they have no control to change like slaves. Exactly. You have the power in your hands. Go out there and make it happen. Don't, you know, be out there trying to tear stuff up. That's not how you do it. You got the power. Utilize it. All righty. That's all Super Chats. Thank you all for joining. I definitely appreciate you guys. I'll be back live again on Wednesday from 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. I'll be back on Brandon Tatum's channel on Thursday from 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. Shout out to my man Brandon Tatum, Derek Gradenego, and everybody that's on there. Chief Brown, 
uh, my man, Damani Felder, and everybody else we want to have on the show. Thank you all for being here. Um, that's pretty much it. Shout out to the moderators for keeping the chat nice and clean tonight. We got Ansel, we got Michelle A, we got Liza Jean, we got Bill from the Hills, we got True Helper, we got uh, Killer Sushi. We have everybody in here. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys for helping the, the chat stay on point. Michelle A, you guys are great. Uh, of course, T-Pain in the building. That's why you've been here earlier. All righty. So I think that'd be it. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.